Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And we're recording. Welcome to the uh, Mon Geek Bar podcast, your favorite podcast where uh, we come to uh, talk, debate, and argue your top four, my Rushmore's of your world, your favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject. Get ready, y'all, because we'll go, go video game geek on you. Uh, the best uh, PlayStation 2 games. Yes, yes, you I wish I had a, uh, a sound effect for the PlayStation. That's what I was trying to do for the last 10 minutes when I couldn't get it. Uh, I am Neri Science. <laughs> With me as usual is uh, Jeff. Hello. And we have Dave. Howdy. All right. That's the second time he said that. And yeah. uh, now and we have the boner coming back. How you guys doing, What's man? What's up, y'all? All right. So uh, PlayStation 2, man. Uh, I, I am, I believe, the oldest. The boner, I'm 38. How old are you? I will be 37 this year. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the oldest of the group. So this, uh, What's your, no, what, when's your birthday? September. June 30th. Yeah, so you are older than me. <laughs> okay. Are you talking to me? I'm 38 you? also. No, you, Neri, yeah, I'm 38 but, also. But I know when your birthday is, buddy. I, I know it's in February. I got you. I know when your birthday is. Mine's in September. Oh, I thought you were... Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm just going to drink. I'm just going to drink. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm the oldest. Uh, so this is within our wheelhouse of like, the, we were the perfect age for this system, which by the way, yeah. for those of you who don't know, it is the greatest selling video game console of all time. I found out in my As research of these games. Uh, so yep. uh, how did you guys make your selections? Because there is a giant, giant library of games. How did you guys make your selections? Yeah. Dave? Who, who, Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks for calling someone out by name. Uh, oh. So oh. I. Uh, <laughs> Next time I'm just gonna say. Bitch. Yeah. Well, you're 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 looking blankly into a, a screen, and we're all looking right back at you. So right. somebody's wearing their ovaries on the outside today. Uh, thank you. I've <laughs> noticed. <laughs> Is there any way to kick him out of his own Zoom? Uh, <laughs> wait for that to happen Jesus uh, Dave how did you um, make your picks so I, I kind of just went back and thought about some of the games that I really enjoyed and uh, it was really easy because I still haven't finished unpacking I, I moved less than a year ago and so I went to the box that had all my PlayStation 2 games and I kind of just uh, you know flipped through them and I was like oh I really like this and I really like this one and um, any ones that I, I couldn't remember I kind of went online. I, you know, searched a couple games up. I, I kind of made a self-imposed rule that I didn't want to go with any game that wasn't initially released on the PlayStation 2 first. So if it was later ported to another system or um, if it was released concurrently on, a, on another system, it was cross-platform, that was okay. However, I didn't end up going with any of those games. I went with games that were released solely on the PlayStation at least first all right uh um the bono what did you do this one was uh really tough for me at first and so i ended up implementing a rule very similar to dave's and i was like all right i'm just gonna make it to where it has to have been released on playstation 2 
first. And that eliminated a handful of cross-platform games and one game that was actually released on another system first that I played on PlayStation 2. But when it was all said and done, I actually ended up with four games that were exclusively uh, PS2 unless they were later remastered and released on another system. Uh, so I just kind of, I did the same type of thing, man. I went with, you know, just games that, that I, uh, that I remembered loving and that I remember just having a huge impact on me. Like that. I just genuinely enjoy playing that. I couldn't wait till I got home from work and get these things fired up. And uh, I also just tried to look at things that told a really great story and that uh, there's one that I'm sure a lot of people, if not everybody but me, has on their list that didn't make mine because while it's a game I thoroughly enjoyed watching a buddy of mine play, when I played it personally, I got frustrated, so it didn't make my mountain. Uh, So I just kind of went with the ones that stuck with me, the ones that I'll always remember as telling great stories. NBA Street's not for everyone, Debona. Sorry. <laughs> and for Blitz, we get it. Uh, all right, uh, Jeff. Oh, no, no, I love Blitz now. Yeah, it's a fucking great one. Uh, you Jeff. don't remember Street, though? Yeah, but anyway. I had FIFA Street, too. Yes. What? And then you had NFL Street. That's yeah. Yeah. You, you had you FIFA Street? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a soccer guy at all. Like in any way, shape, or form, right? I would not know. Yeah, the they had like. FIFA Street, NFL Street, and, and uh, the basketball. Yeah, NBA, NBA Street. Street. Yep. Um, so for me, okay, so. no, no, go ahead. No, hey, I was just going to mention in the talking about, in the topic of of soccer, soccer. One of the soccer games, I forget which one it is now, was the last game to be made for the PlayStation Two. I forgot which one it is, but oh. I, I learned that earlier today. In, in my it was research. either PS, PES or or Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer or FIFA. Those are pretty yeah. Probably FIFA, like World Cup. I don't something. think it was FIFA because I would have remembered that one. Everything I, I was, was saying, like, I think something. it was that. Yeah, but it's probably Pro Evolution. Pro Evolution. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Jeff. so for me, um, originally I had said in the chat, I was like, I said that I'm not holding it to it being a PlayStation exclusive. Um, I had two on my list from the the get go. Yep. Um, one, it, uh, it ended up being the three out of my four PlayStation exclusives uh, when it was all said and done. The one that is not is a game that is near and dear to my heart so much so that I rebought it when they did a remaster of it on PlayStation um, PS4. So I currently have it on my system and played it recently. Um, and I feel like it's a game that needs to be talked about. It's been on list, but they're really high on list. But I, I personally, my list, so I personally love it. I got one that may be controversial, but I don't give a fuck. Um, and then my honorable mentions are a lot of games that, aren't going to make the top 10, but God, did I fucking love them. That's how my honorable mention list ended up being too. Like, let's, let me just, let me just put it on record that I love these games. Right. So that, how that's the way I did it. What, what about you, Neri? I, uh, I, I did it. This was a difficult list for me because, uh, here's the thing. Uh, while I was of the right age, um, most of my time, uh, first of all, I didn't buy a PlayStation two probably until four years after PS two came out. Uh, you know, because of the poor thing, and uh, the system was out for like six years, seven years before the PS3 came out. So pretty much like well over half of the like I I literally bought it and like two years later like we got a PS3. I'm like motherfucker, and uh, so I couldn't <laughs> so I had to wait to buy the PS3 as well. But the PS2, um, mo- when I did buy it, I I was remembering a lot of sports games, and I don't put those in my in my um. In my mountain, for, and I'll talk about that for reasons, other other reasons. But um, the games that I do remember playing, I'm like, oh, okay, I got four. So that's pretty much how I made my selection is the the four that I remember. 
playing that weren't sports games. And uh, and then here's the thing: I wanted to be able to say that I played. If if it if the games didn't have a story mode, I want to be able to say if I played the whole thing through. Because okay. like that was kind of my thing. I'm like, if I like, there's a lot of games that I liked, even though the same franchises of what I put. But if I didn't finish the game, I obviously didn't like it enough. Like there was something wrong there. So um, that's how I, that's how I made my mountain, my list. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's start off with the fourth pick. Number four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crap. Let's get it on. All right. Number four. We got uh, uh, Dave. What do we have for number four? Uh, number four for me is a very early one in the PS2's uh, history. Uh, it's a little game called Devil May Cry. Right. Honorable mention. Honorable. Yeah. Uh, this is a game that uh, I, I got the PS2. I think it was in, I think it was Christmas of 2001. Um, either Christmas 2001, Christmas 2002, something like that. Uh, I was, I was in high school. So, um, that it was my, yeah, my freshman year of high school. I was a little younger than I am obviously. Oh wow. You're way younger than, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm 32. (laughs) I I, I look like shit, but I'm, uh, I'm I'm younger than you guys are. He's 32 going on 70. (laughs) No, no, no. You look great. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a chore to, to get my parents to, to agree to get me this game. Uh, because I grew up in a very conservative house and, uh, the game was rated M. There was a whole bunch of like, uh, satanic stuff in the game and uh, in the title, I still... in the title, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, literally the, the title, first yeah. word in the title. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I sold it to the, Diablo. uh, like, listen, this is the fight against the devil. Uh, how can you be against that? And so uh, my dad, who cared a, a whole lot less than my mom did, kind of relented, and he took me and uh, got, got the game for me. Uh, the game was, for me, uh, and I have read that it was for the industry, uh, fairly revolutionary because of the very quick gameplay that it had. Uh, it's a hack-and-slash game, but you are uh in the same sort of like quick fast paced uh god of war style like you're basically an unstoppable force uh gameplay that all goes back to this to devil may cry and uh, the the way that you had each and every single uh combat scenario rated where you went from dull to stylish and it was all based on uh like the number of combinations that you got over and over um, how many uh, red orbs, which is pretty much like the, the currency in the game, uh, you picked up along the way, how infrequently you got hit, if at all. All those things kind of, uh, and it drove you to want to become uh, a better player. It wasn't just getting through the story, which was fairly interesting. It was also the incredible gameplay. Uh, the graphics at the time were, I thought, like revolutionary. I was playing this thing and I'm like, whoa, this is something completely different. Um, and of course, just being really early in the PlayStation 2's uh, history, it, it looked great at that time. But, I mean, you compare that to Devil May Cry uh, 3, which came out later, and it's, you know... I was going to say, they had the first three on PS2. Right? Yeah, first three were PS2. And, uh, I mean, you can't compare it. Uh, 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 a system that's on, 
like you know the its last legs where they've really explored every nook and cranny of its uh, uh, what it's capable of you really can't compare it so it, it doesn't look as good as some of the later PS2 games do but I, I remember putting it in for the first time and just being absolutely blown away I, I love the, the, the dark uh, demonic look to everything especially when you get to the final boss after you've been fighting your way through uh, through hell which looks exactly how you'd imagine it would look you come through to this like huge uh like gothic cathedral that's all uh there's marble flooring it's it's very very weird it's jarring it was um a really really interesting game i i love the the art design i i love the, the gameplay for me is really what sold it and uh and just the, the general tone um i i one of my well not one of my my favorite thing about devil may cry it didn't, it didn't make my list my, my favorite thing about devil may cry was the the influence that it had on video games as a whole like you were talking about it being very influential that addition of a y-axis to a hack and slash uh, Mm -hmm. was huge you i'd I'd played hack and slash for years dynasty warriors things like that but it was always just moving forward into groups of guys just that that whole concept of of okay well they're they're up here now and they're down there and there, there were so many things that the rating system uh ended up has played out in, in a lot of games since then Mm-hmm. And it, it it did a lot for what people thought you could get out of a hack and slash game, and it, it told a very good story. I, it's not on my list, but I can't be mad at the pick. Yeah, and, and what I love about that game too is it the way that I, I compare Dante is to like Blade. Because yeah, he's got the he's got the sword, but then he pulls out. I forgot he had names for him, and I can't remember the yeah. names for him his, right now. Uh, his Colt forty fives. Yeah, yeah, and. So you could just switch between just blasting demons with dual wielding fucking John Wick fucking style to taking out the sword, mowing people down. Like it was, it was a such a fun game. And like you said, you would replay levels just to try to get your your you know your your rating higher. Like oh maybe if I do this little parry this way or do this or do that, (laughs) I could get a better end rating. It's it's not on my list either. It's an honorable mention, but I, I love the Devil May Cry series. Yeah. And and the first one, it, it's the pioneer. Yeah. So, right. you know, I can't. It, to me, it's the one that also had um, like the most elements of horror in it. Yeah. Uh, the idea that you're stranded on this island in this gothic castle, and uh, your main enemies are these marionette puppets that become possessed. I mean, that's like scary in itself. You know. Uh, but the, the, the atmosphere, I think it got a hundred percent right. That was something I thought was missing in the second one that was on that, uh, like whatever Mediterranean village. Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, there was, there was something missing in that one that they just nailed in that first one. And he kept his shirt off for, mo- I think all of Devil May Cry one. Cause I think it was three where he's like literally shirtless fighting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if, if I look like Dante, I might too. <laughs> But no, there you a go. Solid pick, man. Um, thank you. Thank you. Never played it. All right. Uh, so just, just a little bit of uh, trivia about the Devil May Cry series uh, that's fascinating. Uh, it's not PlayStation 2, but Devil May Cry 5, the opening sequence of the game is you getting your ass handed to you by who ends up being the final boss, and losing that fight actually sets up the entire game. You can actually win the very first fight in Devil May Cry 5 that sets up the entire game. And it just ends. <laughs> no shit. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculously <laughs> hard, but I've seen it done. And the game just and it doesn't give you like and it doesn't give you like a cool scene or anything. It's just like a sign that says the end. Well, that's like Far Cry Far Cry Four. Uh, I, th- like I thought it was three, but yeah, you may be right. Was it three? I think Wait, so. When, I think it's is it th- when they go to Tibet. When no, they go to Tibet, four Tibet, I think. Oh, right. But either way, that one of the Far Cry. Four but it's, Far it's the one where he goes to Tibet. It's the one where he goes to Tibet for his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They go to Tibet with his dad, and the main bad guy he he tells you, "Hang out here for a second. I need to go do something." If you literally hang out there. He takes you to bury your, I think it's your mother's urn or your father's urn. For, yeah, father's ashes. waterfall. Yeah. As ashes. And the game ends. <laughs> but if you leave. But you have to wait a while. Little, you have to wait a little. Yeah, you have like, to wait like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You have to wait a while. Like, I remember, because I remember, because I, I, he goes, just wait here and I'll be back. And I didn't know that the gameplay had started. So I'm playing the game and I'm like, all right. And then like five minutes later, I'm like. Can I move? Is this still part of the fucking recording? Is this still part of the... the yeah, yeah, it's a thing. And so... And, it, and what's in, yeah. it, it's interesting that you're going to see that um, in, in a game we're going to talk about later that's on my mountain where they do a lot of those little trick things that are fun that, yeah. I'll, that I'll mention later on. But it, just keep that in mind. But mm-hmm. PlayStation games, a lot of the games have those little things, I think, more so than other systems that I've played. So, but yeah, dude, Devil May Cry is fucking fantastic. And, and to believe that this was going to be the next Resident Evil, it was going to be Resident Evil 4. And Capcom said, no, it doesn't feel right. Let's let us let us really lean into this, you know, uh, demonic possession thing. Uh, the, I think, you know, they, they nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Uh, Debono, what did you pick for uh, for number four? So for my number four, I went with a game that uh, it's not super hard, um, but it, it is a game that's actually a sequel that took a very solid groundwork laid by the first one and turned it into a story worth telling, not just um, a bunch of childhood like goofiness. And my number four is Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. Um that, so, that, that's the so, game that I mentioned in our chat that I never got into the series. And like I said, I just, I know that like all y'all or at least all your wives are like big Disney folks. I thought yeah. for sure this was going to be across yeah. the board. Everybody would have it somewhere. I'm, I'm a huge Disney fan, but I never actually played this game. So, so I, I, I've seen the whole game played because right. Stephanie's a big fan of the series. Um, and and I can I can say, I think the second one is better. Well, and it's because uh, the first one was the first one was a lot of fun to play, uh, but it was it was really just hey, check it out! You get to go on an adventure with all these Disney characters, and we'll let you go to all these places. And the story was lacking at best with with a decent kind of ending. Kingdom Hearts two, they really took the ball and ran with it, and they created what ended up being a very very good story. It created a it created a very deep mythology into the Kingdom Hearts universe, which if you play Kingdom Hearts, there's been a billion. Technically, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the one that recently came out, but they've done prequels and semi-sequels and Kingdom Hearts 2.5 and and, um, just all sorts of stuff because this one created a very, very deep mythology for what exists within this world other than just planets that belong to different Disney movies. And so while while the excitement of going and getting to have Beast on your team is rad as shit, and God, he was so cool. Like, you got these special abilities that you could build up where uh, whichever Disney character would with you would go and do something wild and you semi-controlled him and the one with Beast was incredible. 
Uh, but it, it, the, the story was just fantastic, and it really cemented Kingdom Hearts as having a great mythology to the Keyblades and, and to the entire world that exists. And it was a lot of fun. It never felt super tedious when I was trying to 100% it. The very first one, you had to find all 101 Dalmatians. That was nothing but tedious. In this one, all of the missions that you had to do to fill your little storybook to 100% it, which I did, were a lot of fun. Um, you you get to you get to fight Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, and he's an insane badass, like harder than anything else in the entire no game. <laughs> and, um, uh, but and so you you get to do these things where there's and one of the things you have to do to 100% the game is you get an epic battle against Sephiroth. But one of the other things you have to do to 100% the game is. There's this mini game where Winnie the Pooh gets head stuck in a honey jar and you've got to spin it super fast so that you throw him like a certain distance when his head pops out. And um, you, like a, the worlds you visit are just great. The characters, you go to Halloween Town. In this. You go to Halloween Town in this one. Uh, Jack Sparrow's in this one. Uh, you get to there's a whole there's a whole you go to the Little Mermaid world and it's not and it completely changes the game type. It becomes a rhythm game. And you're having to tap out games in Sebastian, uh, tap out notes in Sebastian's symphony in time, like a rock band game. And so it was just, it was a, it was a ton of fun to play. Um, you've got rock, you, it's the introduction of Roxas on top of having Sora, who ends up being vital to the Kingdom Hearts uh, mythology. It, it told a very compelling story about the Heartless. And everything involved with it, just some wonderful characters. You, it was the first time when you got the different suits and each one kind of changed the way that you had to fight completely. Um, and you could switch between the Keyblades and it, it affected everything that you did, depending on how you would use magic and how you would do this and that. It was, it, it, it revolutionized the, the way that RPGs, like full-blown RPGs were played. And uh, even now with going at a uh, Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out and the gameplay on that demo is very similar yeah. to Kingdom Hearts gameplay. Uh, it, 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 was, it was the precursor to uh, de um, Dark Souls and things like that where you had to be perfect in what you did because the game punished you brutally for mistiming something. Uh, but it was just hard enough that it was still a lot of fun and like I said, it was also just great to get to interact with all these characters from when you were a kid. Now, I will tell you this. So I do. I did go to GameStop a while back, and I said I'd never play. I, I, I played it, like, briefly, like, at a friend's house once. I ended up picking up the, the set that they came out with that it was every one of those. It's like Kingdom Hearts Remix, Kingdom Hearts mm -hmm. Superfly, Kingdom... Like, it's just every <laughs> fucking... It's like 365 by two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only thing it didn't come with was Kingdom Hearts 3, but, and I started playing one, and I mean, I, I, I was kind of digging it because I can appreciate what it is. I just never went back to it. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to. I mean, I'm stuck at home now. <laughs> Even though Final Fantasy VII's coming in the mail, I mean, uh, is the seventh coming in the mail next week, but, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I can't knock you for that pick because I can see and appreciate what they're trying to do with it and the fact that, yeah, it's kind of cool that you're able to interact with these Disney characters. You're able to do these, you know, these things like you're talking about the beast, like, hell yeah, you want the beast. Uh, you yeah. Know, you, you, the beast is going to freaking murder everybody. <laughs> you know, it, it, it seemed it, it, I, I can understand and appreciate people's love of it. 
I'm I'm starting to get into it. I might be very late to the party, but like I said, man, one one was one was all right, and one day one they were like, all right, we kind of have an idea for something. But like I said, if when you get into two, it's really the story in two that puts it well over the top. Because like I said, the the addition the addition of the addition of Roxas ends up being huge. Um, just remember when you start to anybody listening, not just Jeff, who may have never played Kingdom Hearts two. One, you can play Kingdom Hearts 2 without really playing Kingdom Hearts 1, and you're not that much in the dark. Two, when it starts, it's super weird. And you, trust me, even when knowing everything about the game, when I started it, I still had no idea what was going on. Just settle in and just understand that the beginning of the game is not telling of how great it gets. It's a very weird beginning, but it all comes full circle and makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Never played that one. All right. <laughs> I just I don't what, I don't what, I don't dare you, why don't you just tell us when you have played one yeah yeah no, he's not I guarantee <laughs> you he hasn't played what my number four is. I, uh, <laughs> yeah I just uh, RPG games don't do it for me uh, and um, I didn't even know about Kingdom Hearts until well after it had come out like I didn't even know about the franchise um, I'm very uh, I'm I don't know I'm just uh, I'm stupid I'm stubborn in my ways because anytime I see anything that's kind of like anime I'm fucking out I'm like this doesn't interest me I'm out it's just I have little to no interest in it but everybody it, raves it, about it a, everybody raves about it's, it it's a it's a cartoonish style uh, of animation and stuff like that but yeah man it's a blast it's a blast uh, all right dave i'm oh, sorry dave jeff uh okay so my number four is the only one that it actually came out for xbox like 20 days before it came out for playstation um it's a game that i hold near and dear to my heart um it's called psychonauts oh okay mm-hmm. I, now psychonauts was on my list and I only took really? it off because oh hell yes I love Double Fine <laughs> I love Double Fine I only took Psychonauts off because it was released on Xbox first okay well we can you can talk about it I, I figured if anybody had played it it was Debona that was <laughs> um, so Psychonauts um, it it was the director of the game was Tim Schafer which if you don't know that name you will know when I tell you that he was from Lucas Arts. And he created, oh yeah, look, there it is. Um, he created uh, Monkey Island. He created Sam and Max. Um, he worked on Full Throttle. Classic. I, this game is actually based off of a, a scene that they were going to put in Full Throttle, which if you don't know Full Throttle, it's the biker gang game, which I also <laughs> picked up when they released it on, on yeah, PlayStation. I was going to say, there's a, there's a high def remake, which, yep, yes. which I, I've already played through it like three times. Um <laughs> So I, there was supposed to be a scene where the main character drinks peyote or takes peyote and he goes into the psychedelic dream world. They didn't do it in the game. So he, when he left LucasArts, he put it into this game. The premise of the game, for those of you that have never heard of it, is that you play this guy named Rasputin. That he, fro- he escapes the circus because you, this isn't a world of psychics. Um, so he escapes the circus because his family does not agree with his powers. They shun him for it. So he goes to this camp that is run by psychics that they train kids to learn their psychic abilities and become secret agents and spies. Um, while he's at this camp, he finds out that there is, and trust me, the game is good when I tell you this. Um, the, there's an evil dentist who's trying to uh, collect the brains of all the psychic kids to create a machine to be able to take over the world. Um, it's a 3d platformer. Um, Rasputin's an acrobat, so he does a lot of swinging, a lot of jumping, double jumps, flips, stuff like that. 
the cool part about this game is that so you go to this camp, you're basically a camper, and as you gain abilities, you start getting merit badges on your backpack. And then um, what happens is that you what the levels are you go into people's brains and their which, minds, which is the absolute piece of this puzzle that makes it perfect because yeah. every level is so different because yeah. you're inside the mind of someone insane. Exactly. So, so what happens so is that you're across- inside the membrane of somebody who's insane. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what happens is that you're going through your counselor's brains and there's, you know, different things that are going on. What's, what's a kind of deeper thing about the game is there's a, a uh, an insane asylum that's across the lake from the camp. You actually go there and you go into the brains of those insane people. So there's a lot of symbolism of bipolar disorder that you're dealing with, of nightmares, of of past experiences that are like torturing people, schizophrenia. You're actually dealing with the physical embodiment of these things in the game. Um, and it's, it, it, it's just such a fun 3d platformer and at the same time you're you go into these worlds and the the only kind of negative is that the the gra- the, the the imagery is kind of similar and when you go into the dream world it does put a twist to it but the anime animation is kind of similar to the real world but the scenarios that you're put into, like you go to a funeral in one of the, in one of the, oh, yeah. um, there's, there's one, I think it, I think it may be the art teacher. You go and their, their, their entire mind is like velvet painting. Yes. yes. And so, oh yeah. Like, and then just, there was somebody that it was like this 1970s, that, that teacher, that counselor that she's dressed like a 1970s, like Austin Powers. Chick. Yes. And you go in and it's like the Austin, like that scene in the Austin Powers when they're at the party. In yeah. between, like the shots of the movie, like that's her brain. Is yeah. she's living that's in that awesome. world? Like, it's 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 a lot, a lot of fun to play without being super hard. Like you yeah. never really get frustrated with it. It's and and the, again, like so many of the things that we're going to talk about, the story is just incredible. Yeah, and it 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 ended it ended up being released on PC on Linux. I think it was like it 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 got released on like five or six different um, types of consoles or, or systems. Um, it came out in 2005. Um, it, it's, it's definitely, I've seen it on lists, but it's in the fifties and sixties. I, like I said, it holds a special place in my heart. I replayed this game easily five or six times. Yeah. I told you I repicked it up when it was available because I absolutely love this game, you know, and um, I highly recommend some folks to play it. You're stuck in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> probably still, even when this episode comes out, given the state um but and i think it is a, it should be available on the playstation no, I, word, I think the quarantine is going to be done by easter right that's what that's what somebody had said somebody had said <laughs> oh yeah easter. like somebody actually, actually you're listening to this out of quarantine yes. i think that's, that's, that's going to work out that's true the, the, the world's being rebuilt by now isn't it the way isn't um, it the way it happens if you just say it enough times it just it just creates it so isn't that what happens <laughs> i mean that's what one, elected that's what one of the yeah. leaders that's what one of the leaders of the world said so i mean i guess it must be true <laughs> Uh, but, so yeah, so my number four is Psycho Nuts, and I like I said, can't be mad at it. It was it was <laughs> it was it was on my my list of twenty. That was what I started narrowing down, and it was one of the first ones that fell because it was released on Xbox first. Well, and that's the thing. The re- so another thing. So the reason that I picked it was because I played it on PlayStation. There we go. So I played the game on PlayStation. So to me, it's a PlayStation game. There we so go. So that's where I that's that's why it's on my list. 
Right on, man. Uh, my number four uh, is um, this is difficult for me because I'm I'm sw- I'm swapping my number four and my number three. So my number four uh, is Hitman Two: Silent Assassin. Uh, yeah. Oh, those Hitman games are so fucking. Fun. They are fun. I know God those, damn it. I they, know those fucking they just games, get man. more fun and more ridiculous every time. Oh my God! So every time they came, the only thing I didn't like was what they did recently, where they made it like episodic. I was yeah. like, just give me a fucking full game. <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. I agree, and I and I bought that fucking episodic bullshit. <laughs> uh, uh, I know you lent it to me. <laughs> I know. Uh, they're like episode three. I'm like, fuck you, just give me the fucking game. Uh, I yeah. think by it's now, it's co- I think by now the full game has come out. Though I think by now, I'm not. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They haven't. Yeah, they now. stopped. That was like a year ago, wasn't it? Well, that was way longer than a year ago. I bought it when it first came out, and it was like way. Long. In fact, uh, I could look the it newest up, one. Yeah, uh, no, I think. It, I, I think it came out 2016 i think if i'm not mistaken i had read that while while reading for for this one for hitman 2 so hitman 2 i got introduced to the hitman franchise with hitman 2 i did not know about hitman uh the the game like i just didn't play it i just never got into it and then hitman 2 i don't know how i got introduced to this game to be honest with you it had to be a friend or something i don't know what the fuck happened and um and then I started playing it, and I was like, "This game is crazy amount of fun." Uh, I loved it. It's it's uh, this is one of the games where uh, it's not the best one in the franchise. Like part two is not my favorite in the franchise because PS3 would have done it, you know. But it doesn't matter. But because on PS2 when I played it, it was so much fun that I went back to play the original. I was like, "Oh, they have a part one." <laughs> okay, I'll go back to play that <laughs> one. And I did that, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, basically, you're an assassin, and uh, I mean, there's a story mode, but the whole basic idea not to bore the listeners like you kill people there's different ways of killing them you're you have contracts out for for certain people and your your goal is to either kill them quietly that's the main the the first priority is to get them uh, to kill them without anybody else noticing or without there being a ruckus um and then sometimes you would kill them and then the newspaper comes out the next day of like there was a bloodbath in the opera and you're like oh shit my bad did i kill too many people Then I kill too many. I kill too many people. That's my bad. That's my bad. Hit, Hitman's one of those games that, and it's been a while since I played Hitman Two, so I don't remember exactly what they introduced versus what was later introduced in the games. But the idea of all the options that you have yeah. is just such a phenomenal fucking thing for me. In that, that it's like, oh, you could walk in with the kill the clown and wear the clown's costume and walk in there and fucking. You know, do that or be a waiter or be this or you know? uh, yeah. I think I think it was Hitman too. Is there was uh, one of my favorites was you could uh, like carjack this florist on his way to the person's house and then like <laughs> deliver the flowers. So like they just let you walk in like uh, like in Terminator Two, like shotgun hit in the flower. <laughs> Fantastic. <and> <laughs> I love that shit, man. I love the, every every Hitman game. I've I've enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is that it's a it's a relatively short game. I was able to finish it rather quickly, and um, I'm maybe eight hours, ten hours gameplay, which is not a big game at all. So uh, that's the that's the only knock on it, which would be the only reason I moved it down from my number three to my number four. That, that's why I called out Autobots because I was like, yeah, it's it's a relatively short game. Uh, well, I will say that for would- the short game that it is, before I get my number three, my my short the for the shortness that it is, it's much better. It's a much better game than my number three. But because it's such a short game, I moved it down to my number four. I was just looking it up just to kind of refresh my memory of the different missions. And somebody actually wrote, this seems like more of an expansion than an actual game. Yeah. Which goes along with what you're saying that it's short. Yeah, it's a short game, man. (laughs) And I always thought that the the genius of the Hitman series was that you could, 
if you were good enough or patient enough with Hitman, you could play that entire game and never kill anybody that there wasn't a contract on. All right, and that's like, what you try to do. When you, once you're done with yeah. the mission, they go, they, they allow you to replay it and be like, do you want to go back and be like, let's see if I could just kill this one dude that you're yeah, supposed to get a contract was, for. Yeah, and so, like, uh, I could, I mean, and later things similar to that, like, uh, well, not Assassin's Creed is its own thing, but, like, you know, it was it was that whole thing, like, can I... Can I just kill the person that like I'm trying to kill? Like, can I get to them without kill without any collateral damage? And uh, that that was I remember uh, Hitman Two being like the yeah the first game where it was like you just you know it's like wait I don't just kick in the door and kill everybody what yeah. is what is happening yeah yeah you gotta <laughs> and to me I'm always that dude where I'm like sneaking around right and I would always try to play like walk as slowly as possible and like the moment you bump a table or like there's one bad guy that kind of goes huh. <laughs> You yeah. just start shooting up the fucking room. <laughs> like, it's like that one bump well, on the table. And somebody goes, huh? And then I just take out a... Uh, and just... Good effort. <laughs> and I, oh, I guess I got to shoot up the place, right? There was one level where the, it was at somebody's house. It was at a, it was at an, in the neighborhood. And there was one uh, level where there was a um, uh, uh, treehouse. And I literally sat in the treehouse and killed every single fucking guard that the guy had. <laughs> because when you kill one person, you just leave the body there. And then the fucking guards would be like, huh, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it, it, alerts more, it alerts more guards. And I just sat there waiting for more guards to be alerted. And I just fucking sat, and I just killed every single one. <laughs> Pile of yes, guards. It was literally a fucking pile of it was just a pile of fucking black suits. That seems that sounds like if it was like Val Kilmer secret agent, uh, top secret. That's yeah. what it fucking sounds like. Just, <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, because I tried to beat that level by just killing the and I always got fucking snagged. Always. There was like I couldn't find a way into the house without getting fucking snagged. Uh and then I finally I was like, I'm just gonna kill every mother like I, I literally just sat there and just killed every every bodyguard, every every maid, every gardener, everybody that fucking came within the area and then by the time I killed the guy there was nobody else left to kill there was fucking nobody else by the time I killed the contract it was fantastic and a current gen version of Hitman I think it was called Agent it was called Agent 52 or something like that uh, the one before the episodic one there was there was one where I literally just just one time just to see if I could I killed the target by collapsing the second floor down onto the first floor and killing a ballroom full of people. <laughs> Mission complete. They can never tell it was a hit. They can never tell it was a hit. No. Too many people. I, I love games that make you like ask questions like that. Like, you know, can I do this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the one before the episodic one was in 2012, which was Absolution, and then the one before okay. that was Blood Money, which to me, Blood Money is one maybe, of the best fucking ones. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was the episodic one. Then maybe they gave me like the first episode of it for free one month or something. It may have been the episodic one. Where well, because I, I know the first mission of the episodic one is that, that you have to go to that that like art show or like that like a fashion show or something like that. Yeah, that was it. That was yeah. a fashion show. You, you can actually just. You can actually just explode like the second floor and drop it on everyone. I didn't know you could do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I know that I played that game once and I walked in where the models are. They're like, what are you doing here? And I was like, uh, <laughs> 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 you started punching models. Punch, 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 punch. Chris uh, Brown, Chris Brown, Chris What? Oh, he had a reason. Oh, uh, so Hitman 2, uh, Silent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Silent Assassin. Uh, so the number fours are Devil May Cry, Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, Psychonauts, and Hitman 2, Silent Assassin. 
Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right, Dave, what do we got for our number three, man? Uh, my number three um, is reminding me to let you know that another thing that went into making my list was I only picked one from a series. Uh, because <laughs> Michael may three. cry too. <laughs> yeah. Electric uh, my my number three is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Right, that table. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I knew somebody was gonna have it. <laughs> All right, Demona. Uh, my number three is a game that. I feel like it's a game that whenever you talk to people that are really hardcore into the PlayStation 2, that they know this game and that they love this game. But I feel it's a game that in America did not get a ton of sales, um, possibly because the North American box art was just terrible. Um, but this is a game that is near and dear to my heart. I absolutely love it. And it's a game called Eco. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Oh, I thought I you were going with a different one. I thought you were going with Okami. Okay. That's um, what I thought. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. So, um, so Eco, uh, <laughs> Eco is a game that is very understated. Um, yeah. it's a great game. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible what Eco accomplishes with very little dialogue with very little story setup, um, it's it's very immersive in the way that you play. So the the quick breakdown of Eco is uh, you're this boy named Eco, and he's born and has horns. And his village is like, that's a bad omen. You don't get to live here anymore. Bye-bye now. And so they kind of kick him out. And he comes across this castle where he finds this girl who's being imprisoned by a, an evil witch of a queen. And he tries to help her escape. And so the the gameplay of Eco is puzzle-based. Mm-hmm. It's, it's puzzle platforming, where you not only have to find ways to get out of this castle, but you also have Eco following you, who, or excuse me, you have the girl following you, um, um, Yorda, I believe her name was. But uh, anyway, you've got this girl following you who's not nearly as capable as you are. And so not only do you have to solve the puzzle for you, but then you also have to find a second way to solve it that allows her to get through um, as, as you're trying to come through. There's very little dialogue. Uh, there is just enough to keep you informed as to what's going on, but it's, it's just gorgeous. And it blows me away at how involved you get and how important all three of the characters really in this game become with as little time as they put into, you're not just sitting there watching videos of them yapping at each other, which there's another game on my list that I love, and but that happens a lot. Um, it, it's, it's, it's straightforward gameplay, but it's, it's one of those games that I will always, always, always reference. If, if anybody ever wants to try to very foolishly have the argument with me that video games aren't an art form. Um, because this game accomplished a ton with not a lot in it. It's so much fun to play. It's frustratingly hard at times, but very rewarding 
when you do manage to solve the puzzles. It's a game that I don't always recommend to everybody. Like, it's not a game like where Kingdom Hearts 2, I'm like, yes, go play it. It's a lot of fun. You're going to love it. Eco's not for everybody. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fast-paced. You, you, there, there are times when you're playing eco where you literally sit down the controller and just stare at a room for like five minutes. Like I, there's, there's no, there's no way out of here. And, but like I said, it's very rewarding. The, uh, the, the story is just incredible. You get very, very emotionally involved in this. Um, from beginning to end, it, it keeps you entranced. And like I said, it's just, just gorgeous. I, I I can't say enough positive things about Eco. Like I said, the only negative thing I could ever say about Eco is that it's definitely not for everybody. I would tell you this, going along with what you're saying, I think Eco's in the same ballpark as Psychonauts in that it wasn't really a commercial success. But if you look at pe- people like Eco more than Psychonauts, because Eco, I, I've seen it in the top 10 on most lists that I look at. And it's a great game. It's a, I, I, I absolutely agree. But like you said, it's not for any, everyone. Um, Psychonauts also was not a, a box office success, but it has a huge cult following. Eco, I think people are appreciating it more, though at the time it didn't have that box office success. It yeah. did. It did. You know, it, 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 it's obviously in the top 10 in most lists that you see. Yeah. So it, it hit a chord with, with a lot of people. This, this is a game I didn't hear about really until fairly recently, like in the last couple of years. I heard Dick about this game when it came out. None of my friends played it. And I, I can't even remember seeing this at, you know, my, uh, my local GameStop or EB Games or, you know, wherever it was that I was going at the time. Um, I, I remember, <laughs> I, I, I remember finding it and not really knowing much about it but just kind of like looking for something to play and then just like i said just getting absolutely enthralled with it i think it's again now this game came out in 2001 and so i think that you know there i think that now if i think there are a lot of people who if they were to now go back and play eco would be like wow i'm almost upset that i missed this 19 years ago because i do believe that 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 there's there's an appeal there if you're into just the, the storytelling element of the game. Right. Yeah, I went to, uh, they didn't have it at KB Toy Store. So I went there and they didn't have it. <laughs> also, uh, a KB Toy Store wasn't there. So that's a weird thing. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, fucking closed down. Uh, all right. And uh, uh, Jeff, what do you got for number three? Okay. Um, so my number three uh, came out, also came out in 2001. It's kind of, uh, this game is polarizing in the community for uh, this series, uh, but I thoroughly enjoy this game, um, and it has, and I will talk about its faults, but uh, my number three is Final Fantasy X. Abel. As soon as, as soon as you started talking, I was like, oh, I know where he's going with this. Abel. <laughs> okay, then. Um. <laughs> what a moment you hear polarizing, you know already. <laughs> Yep. So shit with two T's. Ten. Yeah. Right. There we go. Oh, right, I'll uh, tell you why it's not shit, Neri. As soon as we get to talk about it, because there's a reason why I picked this game specifically, and it's for you, sir. Sure. Uh, all right. So final. Uh, so my number three is a game that I don't really 
I'm not to be that guy. I just I haven't heard anybody else talk about this game ever. Uh, and I found it because I stumbled upon it renting it, and I was like, oh, there's nothing else to rent, and I've never heard of this game, so I just played it, and I was like, this is the most fucking fun I've ever had. I did one of those like where, oh, I'm sorry, GameFly, I sent it back to you. I don't know what happened. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and uh, you're gonna say manhunt, right? No, no, You're no, no. I uh, so it's a game that I had never heard of. Um, it's uh, it's it's a uh, I believe I thought it was a sequel, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it is, but it, it had a sequel on PS3, which was outright fucking garbage, and I was uh, very disappointed with the sequel for PS3. But the game, which is my number three, is called Mercenaries Playground of Destruction, bro. Uh, Mercenaries mm. is a fun fucking game. Sarge Mercenaries of- is a lot of that fun. That game, Thank I did you. the same thing. That was a blockbuster. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> I rented that game and I was like, I'm going to rent this again yeah. and I'm going to rent this again yeah, and I'm going to rent this so again. so much fucking fun and it's basically you are mercenaries. They drop you off in a in in, uh, in between North Guatemala. and South Korea. I don't know. Where no, it's in North and South Korea no. uh, and then they, 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 they put you in a, in the disease zone uh, which uh, deconstruction zone I guess what, the, what I don't know what the fuck but basically the safety zone demilitarization demilitarized yeah that and then uh, they have you, they ha- and then you pick up contracts, and it's pre- pretty much free play. Like it, it's it's uh, what they call a sandbox game, where the world is in a sandbox, so you can do whatever you want at whatever. Uh, th- there's no exactly right timing of when to do it. Um, Expendable is the game. Pretty much, yeah, and yeah. it's fucking. Crazy. You can steal cars, you can steal all these, you can steal all the vehicles, you can steal, uh, you could kill anybody. It's it's fucking great, if man. You don't have it's- rockets, you aren't playing the game right. Yeah, if correct. you aren't blowing everything fucking up, you. Return the game. You don't know what you're. This doing. is the exact opposite of Hitman, where Hitman is like it's calculated. It's <laughs> yeah. you got to just do one job, and then there's many ways of doing that one job. And then this mercenary is like, look, you have a grenade launcher. Sure, you could use a pistol, but you have a <laughs> grenade launcher, so we yeah. think you should probably use the grenade launcher. Uh, and it's oh look, fantastic. there's a case of extra grenade and grenades here. <laughs> Maybe you should use the grenade. <laughs> I fucking love this game. It was so much. That game fun. was a fun. Yeah, that yeah, game I feel is like a precursor. to to like just cause or um, like, yeah 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 uh, that, a lot like just cause yeah uh also i mean even battlefield tried to do a version of it with bad company essentially where they they took bad that concept company. and made it and made yeah. it fit the battlefield world yeah, yeah. and I, and i played i played just cause i think it was part two or three whichever one was on, on the ps4 i think it was part three if i'm not mistaken and it although it had those elements of fun it just it, it was very um uh you repetitive and and like everywhere you went you kind of did the same things whereas in mercenaries wasn't i didn't feel like it was repetitive even though you kind of had to do similar things i didn't feel like it was repetitive so it, it was just outright fun for me just cause was fun but it kind of it kind of got old real quick with mercenaries, I was like, "This game is fucking." Fun. I just I'm had sorry, fun. You don't like surfing airplanes. I apologize. No, that that's cool. But when you when you but when you have to surf an airplane every level, you're like, "All right, I get it. I get it. I'm Tom Cruise." <laughs> uh, so, but no, yeah, dude, that, that's a, that was a fun fucking game. I'm I love not, that I'm game. I'm not gonna man. knock you for that one, man. I I, I honestly I I that knew was a blockbuster one too for me though. I never owned the game. No, yeah, I just fucking. I I my, my brother in law had that one. I'd play it over there. I never had it either. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, even though I knew because you guys are huge uh, fans of, of the system, I knew one of you would have played it. I honestly didn't think that 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 you guys would. All three of us. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but Dave, did you play it? Did you? I thought. 
Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, right on. So yeah, so that, that I, I was I was not aware because every other friend that I tell, oh, mercenaries, like I've never heard of it. And again, I never heard, if yeah, it wasn't for the nerd. yeah, if it wasn't for the <laughs> fact that it was just on my queue, I don't know, like I don't know what the fuck happened, but I was like, oh, I'll rent it. Um, but yeah, so uh, mercenaries, it's called Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. Um, and right. it was third person, right? It was third person. Yeah, third person. Third Most person. of the I games I have only I I talked to David about this recently. I'm not a first-person shooter kind of guy. The only first-person shooter that I really ever got into was Far Cry, and that wasn't even into like Far Cry three or four. Yeah. So it was. I like, remember you got into it when we when because you would talk to me about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's when you were like, "You're getting into that shit now." The fucking new one's coming out in a month. I'm like, "I know, <laughs> this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the, our number threes were GTA Vice City, uh, Eco. Final Fantasy X and Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. Destruction. All right. Round three. Oh, no, that was round three, right? We did round three already? Yep. yep. That, yeah. Son of We're a on bitch. Two. Son of a bitch, man. Of course. About to drop our dudes. <laughs> you know, you want to laugh? I purposely, I was like, while you guys were talking, I was like, I'm going to go get ahead of the game and then put the sound cue in the right, and I just fucking put, Three. Anyways, that's the whole thing. Round two. <laughs> Dose, the sequel to Uno. All right, number twos, man. David, what do you got? Drop that deuce. Uh, my number two is one that came out towards the end, though not exactly the end, of uh, the PS2's life cycle. And that is 2005's God of War. The original? The original. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was torn between going with one uh, or two, but I ended up going with one because I think that while while two has a um, a bigger scope in story, like it, it's way bigger. Uh, you know, there's this revolution going on where, you know, Kratos wants to take down uh, all the gods. You know, the gods have betrayed him. Just, just uh, talk about part one. Just talk about part one. <laughs> okay part part one is a more personal story uh and, and i think that that more like targeted focused story on kratos and how he becomes the ghost of sparta tells uh is, is a better storytelling experience the, the game plays exactly the same in both games so it, for me it really just boiled down to which which one left a more lasting impression on me and and i think i got to give it to the first one uh the way that the story unfolds with him plummeting to his death at the very beginning of the game uh that was something that i hadn't seen in a video game before have been done in movies but not not in a video game and and so like right from the beginning and then you forget that that's happened so towards the end of the game when he is you know falling to his death you're like Oh shit! That's right. This game started with him dying. What the fuck is going to happen here? And uh, obviously, the gameplay throughout the game is just absolutely amazing. I think without God of War, you don't have games like uh, like the Arkham games, where you're you're basically uh, this unstoppable force. And the moment that you hit the block button, fuck you! You can't hit me. I'm, 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 I'm already the fucking God. All right. It's just, it, I felt absolutely invincible. Like most games I would be 
trepidatious going into like a group of 40 uh, bad guys, right? Not in God of War. In God of War, no matter how big the horde of villains were, I'd go in there like, all right, dudes, I'm going to do this fucking naked. All right? Come at me. All right? Because I'm going to cock slap you all. Which was actually in the game. He just... Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was and triangle. That, and that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you always remember your first. Right. God yeah. of War, like, every, all, uh, all gamers know the story of Kratos. This game launched Kratos becoming the face of fucking PlayStation. Like, yeah. I can't knock the pick. I don't mm-hmm. agree. We will table for later, but um, you know, I I think it's it's but, but it's, it's on par correct. for David, dude. He likes the original Terminator over T two. Like this is really on par for he David. Like, it's Dave one likes of those, the origin story. Yeah, you like the or, you like the original. You like like hey, if it wasn't for the original, I tend this, to this yeah. yeah the, if it wasn't for the original one, then this second one, who is clearly and obviously better and bigger in every way, wouldn't exist. And you're wrong. You're not wrong. You're like that, that's a correct thing. You you just like the original. I, I get it. That's that that that. Well, right I, up I, your I, I did without I Mighty did, Ducks. Uh, you don't have Mighty Ducks too. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> a far superior movie. Like it, it happens. Um, no, and that's sister. I, you know, I, sister I Act totally, Two. No, I wasn't gonna say it. I thought of it. And I was like, no, because I don't believe that. <laughs> sister Act Two has Lauren Hill. All I'm saying. Okay, that's great. I um I I, I totally understand. Um, and I know that we'll get there. That that God of War Two has the bigger story. Um, it has the uh, the grandiosity that part one doesn't have, um, but to me that kind of makes it a more emotional story. It keeps the focus on on, on Kratos and 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 his his family. And to me, there's um, there's a payoff in God of War one with him becoming the God of War that I don't think two has. Um, I mean, and, and two clearly was setting up uh, a, a sequel where I, I think you can play God of War one and say, wow, that was an incredible story. You may want more, but you don't need more after playing God of War one. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that to, to me, when it comes to story, that's one of the things that I think they did right there where, you know, you can, but well, I, I don't want to go into God of War two. So, so you've already done that. I, I, <laughs> I, I knew going into this episode that I was going to potentially be just completely outcast for having disbelief, but that while I feel like the storytelling and the, the story of God of War is great. I feel like through the first two, the gameplay was so painfully repetitive no, that I no, no. <laughs> no, I know, but where see now while neither of them made my mountain, I will I, I will continually now. Granted, the, the newest God of War is a whole different thing, but I will continually put the Devil May Cry series over the God of War series. Um, strictly from a gameplay perspective, look, I'm, I'm, this, this, this is an opinion that, that I, that I, I know that is, is very much puts me in the minority, but 
I uh, God of War falls into a, a game series for me where like if I had like a roommate that was really into God of War, I'd be like, cool, yeah, fire it up, right? I'll just sit here and goof around and get stuff done, and I'll watch you play it because the story is enthralling and the story is very good. But when I play God of War, I'm like, oh god, like you just you eventually find like the one or two combos that's all you need to accomplish everything. Whereas I feel like as Devil May Cry continued to evolve. And even if you've ever played Bayonetta, um, <laughs> yeah, yep. like those th- those games took that concept, but then also very specifically created scenarios that forced you out of the comfort zone of finding one sequence of combos that you liked that was always going to be devastating. By God of War three, I feel like they pushed themselves out of that. But for God of War one and two, like they didn't rise above. Uh, just your basic hack slash mega combo that a lot of other games at the same time did. Like I said, I love the God of War storyline. I'll watch YouTube videos that are just FMVs from the game so that you get, and even boss fights so that you get the story, but actually playing God of War. I don't know. I just, I get bored. I'm sorry. I, I think the, the, the boss thing, I'm glad. <laughs> that was, that was the bonus just talking. <laughs> I, I want to. I want to talk, but I need the table. Yeah, yeah the, we got to uh, table this. This is a whole thing. This is a whole thing. You guys, you guys are, you guys are dipping into right. Yeah. We're we're coming back around on God of War. We all get that now. We can we can we can bring it back up in a minute. All yeah, right, exactly. Uh, all right. So, Debona, what did you? Uh, what was the awful pick that you didn't pick uh, for number? <laughs> So now for my number three, we Welcome get to go back to Bona. We get to go back with Jess number two, and my number three is no, no, uh, 2001 is for, release is, of Final. This is for number two. Bona. My number two. Yes. My, my number, number two is Jess number three, and the 2001 release of Final Fantasy X. All right. Um, Final Fantasy X was a landmark game in the series. Uh, they did a bunch of things they'd never done before. They eliminated the overworld map. It's the yep. first one of voice acting. Not good uh, voice acting. That's what I was going to say from before. Definitely not good Titus voice acting. is a meme, and it is a fucking internet sensation. But that's it's, one of the things where I was saying I picked this for Neary, because you don't have to read Neary. You can you know. to me it was never about to, to me it was never about the it was never about the reading though no there, there I I don't I'm not a fan of reading uh, in certain instances in certain movies or whatever but um like if a uh, uh if a movie has uh enthralling conversations uh point being uh, Captain Phillips when the pirates are talking amongst themselves they're they're in a different language and I'll read the subtitles it's good like it, I get it um uh the reading never bothered me in Final Fantasy games it's really the turn based system that really fucking throw I really hate that shit beyond belief and that's so, see yeah. and I I know that uh Dave even said earlier that like he didn't get into to turn based play see I've been playing Final Fantasy since the first one on the NES yeah. So I, I was turn based was so ingrained in me that when uh, thirteen was the one with lightning, when thirteen came out, I was like, all right, still turn based. But then it was like fifteen came out, I was like, what the shit is this? Right. So like, but uh, anyway, just back to Final Fantasy X. It, it was it, it did a great job of telling a very compelling story that's got uh, a wonderful twist at the end. Um, you level up with the sphere grid, which was something that was completely new completely unheard of at the time uh got some very memorable characters 
Uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorites in the series. I'd probably make it number three if Maybe. I had to do, if I had yeah. to do Final Fantasy um, games by themselves. Yep. But it's, it, it's a lot of fun to play. Story very compelling. One of the coolest things about Final Fantasy X that, uh, that hadn't been done since really Final Fantasy V was this concept that anybody could do anything if you put the effort into it because Correct. of the sphere grid. Correct. So you could take Yuna and you could be like, yeah, sure, she's supposed to like heal and do this, but like, what if I just made her a beast and I just had her beat everybody to death with a staff? Right. And if you put the time into grinding that game out, or if you play the international version where you actually start with an unlocked sphere grid with everybody in the middle and get to completely choose what they do, um, you can you can make the game very much your own. There's uh, there's a ton of end, end game content. Uh, it's got Blitzball, which Blitzball I, is the fun, the most fun fucking thing you could ever see in your life. I hated Blitzball when I first started playing it until I loved it. Like that's just like like when I the first this, time I played Final Fantasy X, yeah. I was like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll yeah get through Blitzball. Like let's move on. And then I was like, wait, I can go recruit other players. And I started yeah, like, and exactly. then I started putting the time into recruiting other players. And I was like. I'll just build a beast of a blitzball team. And it's, it, it's, it follows a lot of Final Fantasy tropes with the way they do stuff, but they also revolutionize a lot of things. Um, actually, the Final Fantasy VII remake that's coming out is going to use the Final Fantasy X summon system, where when you summon something, it's not just a one attack. They actually come onto the battlefield and uh, work with you. It, it did a lot for the franchise. Plus, yeah. it's just a lot of fun to play. It's gorgeous. I was going to say, like, this game still looks gorgeous. Yeah, and they this is the first of the Final Fantasies that they did a remake of to heighten the effects. They released it, and this is also the first Final Fantasy game that had a direct sequel. It's the very no first one to get a Final direct Fantasy, sequel. No other Final Fantasy game ever had a direct sequel. Which now, is so weird. Right. Which Now, now my thing with, with Final Fantasy X is... Like you said, the special effects are beautiful. This is the reason it's polarizing is because this is the game that most people say if you're, and this is why I say for Neri, this is the game that for most people that aren't Final Fantasy fans, they say this is the game to get them into because there's enough of the original stuff to keep the original fans kind of into it, but new stuff to make it. It's it's the one of the mo- more linear versions of Final Fantasy. The story is very linear. Yes, but, until until you get to the very end, and you right. or until you get the airship, like there is no overworld where you can just wander around. They're literally like, "All right, right. go to this next place. Yeah, go there. There it is. Talk to this guy. Go here." <laughs> but you know, they one of the cool things about the com- they changed the combat system in this that you could switch out characters in the middle of the fight. You could never do that before. So if one person's about to die, you don't lose them. And have you? You can switch them out and put somebody else in. Or Everybody if you've got somebody that's only a magic user, and you're fighting something that mag- that's impervious to magic, then you don't have to run away and then start the battle over with them. Not you anymore. just move them out. The only quirk I have with Final Fantasy X is, to me, it's one of the weaker final villains. Sin is kind of not exactly the sexiest villain, especially when you've dealt with Self- Sephiroth and Seven. You've got. You've got better villains throughout the series, but it's still like Titus. I love him as a character. The the even the the, the artwork on the cover of the game is yeah. just fucking beautiful. You know yeah. him sitting in the water with his the sword and the islands behind him, and you see the city and the like the distance. Like this is also one of the first Final Fantasy games where you didn't have to 
do additional research or own a player's guide to know enough about the characters to be super entranced in who they are. Yeah. When you go back to others, they teach you, they, you learn just enough about the characters to keep the story going and to keep you involved in the story. But then you could go out and buy extra things that told you more about them. They really go very deep into a lot of these characters and <clears throat> make you understand who they are and, and why they do the things that they do. It's, it's, it was it was just it was it was different but at the same time it felt it felt like home right and uh so i just i, I like this one a lot and like just said while while sin yes is a very underwhelming final battle they also give you omega weapon yeah. which is you know an, an optional boss which final fantasy games as they came to america became very famous for um, Omega Weapon is, and he's literally got millions of of hit points, and it takes oh, it takes an hour to yeah. beat him. And uh, so they 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 kind of made up for for that, but yeah, no, Sin definitely one of the odder and easier final bosses right. in a Final Fantasy game. But without giving away the story, the story of Sin and what oh, Sin yeah. actually is is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. This game, the story is just fucking phenomenal. Like, they can make a movie. into. There's a reason why this game is one of the, the first Final Fantasies that has a sequel, a direct sequel. Yeah. Because you want more. When, when you, when, but I, I love it. I'm glad it, it made a mountain because it, it, to me, it's a game that I, like, I'm, I'm debating about even going back now and picking up the, the remastered version, even though the new Final Fantasy is coming they in. They did a good job with it. Yeah. So and the music, the music is fucking great in this. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's points when you're on on the island that you can just leave it and play it as background music, just to yeah. relax, because it's just so soothing. So, but it's it, it's a great game. It's a great game, and it's it's a game for beginners. So like, I, I feel like maybe give it a shot, Neri, because you might actually end up liking. No. I, it's it's real. It's really not. A, <laughs> it's really not a bad one to get no. into it on, man. It's 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 easy to pick up. Like I said. One of the things about this one that was really cool with uh, with the turn-based system was they actually put uh, like a list of people up on the side, and then when you pick what you're going to do, it shows you how it affects how long it'll be before you get to attack again. So it, it, it adds a lot of strategy to it. Yeah. All right. So I uh, think that uh, the, the PS2 era, uh, and it wasn't exclusively just on the PS2 because the Xbox, uh, a few Xbox games had something to do with this, but they kind of tried evolving the classic turn-based system i guess because these systems were like powerful enough to do more than just okay now wait until that guy goes um you know you started to explore with stuff like that and this is when i started to get uh into that kind of exploratory phase where i check out some games like that i didn't play through x but i saw x (laughs) 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 and and it's it's incredible incredible yeah well there we go all right so uh jeff what do you got for number two uh god of war two table yeah <laughs> that's why that's why i was like let's not talk about it right now <laughs> all right. i have i have opinions as well <laughs> my uh my number two is uh grand theft auto vice city okay so we can talk about this yes now. we can uh well vice city is uh, first of all, it's uh, uh, 
I, I don't know if I don't even know if this is a thing for me uh, specifically, uh, but uh, there's other there's other uh, games in the Grand Theft Auto franchise that were rated higher, that were more popular, uh, but this one just did it for me uh, on all levels. Uh, San, Andre- San Andreas was a more popular game. In fact, San Andreas is like the highest selling uh, PS2 game of all time. I think it is. Uh, at least it was for because a while. It's the best Grand Theft Auto. But I don't I don't like that whole I gotta fucking start working out and start getting I don't fuck you. Like don't really I'm fat in real life. I don't even want to work out and fucking in, in a video game. Like I just think that's <laughs> fucking stupid. Um I try to get into uh uh San Andreas and I just I just couldn't. Uh not that I couldn't it's but because, I because it's because my city Scarface. Well that's here's the thing it's like- Scarface and Miami Vice and Goodfellas. It's yeah. a real fucking really old as the make. I mean, come on, dude. You got fucking, it's a thing. And it's based in Miami. Like, it's fucking, like, you yeah, can call right. it whatever the fuck you want to call it, but we know it's Miami. And so right. that's why I was saying, I don't know if this is, I don't know if that has a thing with it because I'm from Miami, so it's from Miami. And I, I had this, I had this thing when Pitbull first took off, like when Pitbull came on the scene in the music scene, I thought to myself, do I just like Pitbull because I'm from Miami and he's from Miami? Or do I actually like his music? And I couldn't fucking answer that question. Uh, and uh, and then the same thing with this one. Like I don't know if I love Vice City more so than the other ones because it's in Miami and I'm from Miami. But I, I know it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, but everything, right. the soundtrack to this, the '80s, the fact that it's in the '80s, this definitely has the best soundtrack, best that fucking one. soundtrack. I'll give you that 100. It's so yeah, fucking okay. great. Uh, I bought like this is one of the few. Um, this is in the prime of like we're gonna illegally download music, and this was I went out to fucking Walmart, not to Walmart to talk. And I bought the actual soundtrack to Vice City. And what they did later on, I don't know if they did it, but they they would sell you the soundtrack for each radio station, which was kind of a fucking money grab, which is such a money grab. I had... uh I had I had I torrented the uh, each each radio station's album. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I went. I, I love the soundtrack. I love the look. The fucking the 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 Mammy Vice look. That definitely they they took scenes from Scarface and they didn't fucking uh, do what what um, the nightclub. <laughs> yeah, the nightclub. It's so yeah. fucking good. Like they took all these things and all these elements and they made it uh, a thing. And now again, San Andreas. I like San Andreas. Uh, this is what I was saying before. Like I fucking played through Vice City to the end. I didn't do that with San Andreas. I didn't do that with even GTA Three, which GTA Three was really fucking good, man. It was really great. Um, I didn't go all the way through until it was actually. I think I did go all the way through with uh, GTA Three, uh, but Vice City. I remember it was just fucking beautiful. And again, Ray Liotta, which if you heard the the, the mob movies episode, I think is such an underrated actor. And I fucking mm-hmm. love anytime I could get my hands on anything Ray Liotta like. So I'm in, man. That, that's Any, Anything Ray Liotta. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw Killing Them Softly the other day and I hurt my fucking soul, I gotta be honest with you. So <laughs> not gonna spoil anything. I know Jeff was gonna watch it. I didn't know. I don't know if he finished it, but. Uh, no, I didn't get to finish it. Yeah, it hurt my soul when I watched when I saw what happened to Ray Liotta. Or not what happened, like what okay. they did, like his character is what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, so GTA 3. Uh, GTA 3. And, um, GTA Vice City is my number two. Can uh, can I talk about San Andreas without stepping on anyone's toes? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I think one of the reasons why Vice City makes my list over San Andreas is I think San Andreas is just too big and too ambitious, uh, which coming from a guy who loves the Elder Scrolls games and the Fallout games is kind of weird to say. But because you're playing 
a character with a preset personality and you don't get to actually role play it to me it becomes too much i i i i felt like i was being forced into cj's world and cj is for sure like far and away the best character i think in in any of the the grand theft auto games i think a close no, second I'm sorry like, trevor trevor the best character. I was going to say my my second figure would probably be uh, Nico from Part Four. Nico's great, um, Nico but I'm waiting I, for a Hispanic. Can to, I just be honest? I'm waiting for a Hispanic fucking and uh, protagonist in these games, and I feel it. It's fucking really fucked up that they don't think that Hispanics have it in us to be fucking uh, killers and drug dealers. Because we're, we're fucking. <laughs> that's what the fuck we do, man. That's fucking very <laughs> very hurtful. Very hurtful. Uh, rock uh, rock uh, star. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, that was one of the things that I think I, I liked about Vice City over over San Andreas, and and even about Part Three because Part Three was massive in in scope too. Vice City was smaller, uh, like geography wise, than Three or San Andreas was. Uh, but I feel like the characters were more fleshed out. I feel like the the story arcs were more interesting. And uh, even though Tommy never spoke, I really liked him. And I, I, I could, I can put myself in his shoes. Whereas with CJ, I couldn't do that. And and I think where San Andreas kind of Rockstar let the game get away from them with all of the different things you could do with the car modifications. Yeah, and that was uh, just too the, much. The, the, working out you know eating at this restaurant or going over there like i just wanted to like fucking murder people and like have sex with hookers and <laughs> like let me let me let me be and a- and wanted to play the video game too what the fuck dude i mean let us have that. <laughs> see to me to me san andreas took everything that was great about three and vice city and improved it um to me to me i i I'm not racist, so I kind of saw what CJ was going for and what was happening with CJ. I'm just kidding. I'm not calling you racist. I'm not. <laughs> okay. I was like, which I'm one of joking. which one of us is he calling racist? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally joking. I was, I was totally like, kidding. I was I was like, totally he's kidding. not wrong either way, um, but I just want to know which one he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like to me, to me, like even, and I still remember, like in 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 San Andreas, I I barely remember Vice City. I remember the dance club scene. I remember the soundtrack being great, but I remember the deaths in San Andreas. And how like sad that shit was, and like I remember this dude looking like Easy E. I remember mm-hmm. like I I when especially playing GTA Five, like to me the GTAs is about as much customization and things that you can do. It, it to me GTA evolved into like a Sims but for murder. Yeah, but here's the problem that I have with that is uh, you're you're right in the sense, but it doesn't. They don't have, they don't do that with every like in in GTA four and five. You can't soup up your cars like they, like you can in San Andreas. It it was too much. It was too yeah. fucking much. And in, in now, GTA four and five, cultural and no, no. I just think that is the gameplay system. Like you have to work out. Like I don't GTA four and five. You get stronger by fighting more people, so you get better at fighting by just fighting. You don't have to set up. You don't have to set, separate time to just work out. You don't have to like when you go to you know you could customize your car in a sense of like oh I painted it a different color and I did this and but you don't have to get fucking nas and you get like it's a whole fucking other thing on on San Andreas where we're just like all right can I go kill See, somebody I now? 
I disagree. To me, the reason why it's in that game is because that is a cultural explanation of the time. That Where that game, where San Andreas is taking place, they want to soup up their cars. They're working out. They're doing all that. What do you, they what, 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 what do you mean? Yeah, they? Who's, who's they? Who's they? What do you mean? What do you mean? Those people? <laughs> the folks of San Andreas, <laughs> sir. The folks of San Andreas. Uh, but but where, where they're taking it to, you know, that's that's that culture. Like the game gets put just like when you put, look at five, which five is one of the fucking greatest, greatest things games ever. Of all time, yeah. You know, like. Trevor's got his own shit in the fucking mobile home. Right. You know, you've got you've got the rich I I'm blanking out on names now besides after Trevor. Um, but you've got the rich guy, you've got the other guy that's trying to do right, but you know, it's kind of like Look, but he's basically he's, like, he's 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 not working out either. And it's the same and it's a, it's it's a dude from from the hood coming up and trying to and trying to and he's not working out it's just I But it's I, not at that time. I just think it's it's just it's a little bit too time. much is all. But and I didn't even get to finish the game. Yeah. Again, it's a great game. I'm not doubting the game. I'm not debating right, I'm right. not saying San Andreas is shit. I'm just saying I didn't even finish it because it was just too much for me. It was just maybe now and that I, I have time. Maybe now I have time I go back to it, but uh, I don't know. So um, I can agree with you and Dave about that though that I can I can see where there's too much but at the same time I, I appreciate giving me all these options of shit that I can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? In those GTA games. Yeah. I like that expansion. And Debone has been quiet as fuck this entire time. I'm I'm not a Grand Theft Auto fan. I know. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's not even that I have anything negative to say about it. That's why that's why I'm not I'm not trying to downplay y'all for liking it. I understand why people love the Grand Theft Auto franchise. I don't know. It's just I'm I'm not I'm not target audience when it comes. That's, to hey man, it's, me and you look, are exactly it's, it's, we're two sides of the same coin. I don't understand RPG turn based games. I get that it's popular. I'm not I'm not I it's just not my thing. And you're the other way around. We like you know what I mean? Like we're two sides of the same coin, brother. I get yeah. you. It's, I it's the same as like you you and me with Kingdom Hearts. Like I, I understand yeah. the love for it. I haven't gotten into it. I'm starting to try to. Yeah. But I'm not getting. And like, I, I mean, I play. I played three. I played Vice City for a little while. I played San Andreas for a while. I, I've never even played four and five. Uh, just it's on sale. I just, the best like I said, ones. I just, I've, I've just, I've just never been a big fan. Like to the point that when I'm, I, I like, I'll be playing. Uh, like when I was playing Sleeping Dogs. Like I wanted oh. to love Sleeping oh. Dogs. You don't like but that game? It was just Shut a grand. It was just, it was just the Grand Theft Auto clone with Arkham style fighting. Karaoke. <laughs> and so it's like, it's just like that. And like I said, it just, it just the way it just kind of seeps through. There was one Grand Theft Auto clone that I did really enjoy. It was called Crackdown. Uh, it was, oh, cool. <laughs> but, table for the Xbox episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, I, I don't know. I just, I just kind of missed the boat on that one. It's just they just don't appeal to me. Like I said, but then again, I'm a guy who's got. 300 hours into a fallout three game and i'm sure there are people who would never want to have anything to do with fallout so it's like you said it's just different strokes different folks right yeah i i would try to get into if i were you try to get into four and five five specifically because five changed it in the sense of they have um they have heists like so every so often no matter what you're doing you you build up to a crew where you now have to do a heist and then you get to pick and choose how you want to okay how you want to yeah, do that 
Grand Theft Auto Five is on sale for fourteen bucks right now. Yeah, it's three different stories. Oh, really? I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't need a video game right now because I'm gonna have a Final Fantasy VII remake in a few days. Forty-eight hours. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But this is a good game though. So try this one and then see whatever you want. There's no turn base. There's no turn base. Yeah, no new Final Fantasies. Final Fantasy VII remake, not turn base. Don't worry, I got the disc near. I'll lend it to you after I beat it. Right. Unlike some people. Uh, so I no, did not get the disc for Animal Crossing, so I cannot lend it to you. You don't I'm get done. the disc for anything. That's why you can't lend any yeah. of your shit. That's the <laughs> also, fucking you're joke never done we- with Animal Crossing. Yeah. You yeah. own Nook your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Have you added a Tiger King wallpaper to your house? No, then you failed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so funny. God of War. Sorry, number two is... Number two is our God of War 1, Final Fantasy 10, God of War 2, and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So let's go for some uh, honorable mentions. All right. I got on Geekmore Podcast page, Diego, Malala. Facebook. You mean the Malala? Facebook page? The, God, the... Geekmore Facebook. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Diego's got 4 to 1, Madden 2001, MVP Baseball 2005. Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> it's sports and sports and murder. Yeah. Christopher Garcia has Donkey Kong Contra F Zero, Goldeneye, and Honorable Mention to Galaga. Cool, cool. Thank Thanks, you, Chris. Love you, Chris. Carlos Navarrete. There you go, Dubona. I looked at you, I said that. I know. Kingdom Kingdom Hearts two, Metal Gear Solid three. God of War 2, Silent Hill 2, Honorable Mentions to Final Fantasy 10, and Resident Evil 4. Silent uh, Hill 2 was cross-platform, therefore it did not make my That's Honorable Mention for me, and so is Resident Evil 4. But I played <laughs> it more on the GameCube than I did on PS2. Jemiah mm-hmm. um, has from 4 to 1, God of War 2, GTA Vice City, Metal Gear Solid 3, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Fucking great game. Honorable Mention, Resident Evil 4, God of War, and Tekken 5. Another great game. Tekken 5, um, very good. Yeah. Um, I got Neary your on your comedy page. Oh no, on your regular page. Um, Joan Luna just put uh, Rogue Trip Vacation, but that says PS One, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's on that's yeah, that's on par for him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then it just I just lost it. Hold on, shit. I just lost. Hold on. Son of a bitch. All right, here it is. Um, and then on your comedy page, Suarez put God of War, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Need for Speed Carbon, Carbon Kingdom Hearts, Honorable Mentions, Tony Hawk Underground, also an honorable mention for me, God of War 2, and Resident Evil 4. All right. All right. All uh, Dave, what do you got for uh, honorable mentions? Um, okay, my honorable mentions are... Um, so here I have a few that are not uh, PlayStation exclusives um, or were not exclusive at the time that they were released. Um, Return to Castle Wolfenstein is yeah. a game that awesome I game. played the absolute fuck out of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like just over and over Murdering and Nazis. over again. Yeah, murder and Nazis. And Brother Business is a booming. Uh, <laughs> uh, Half Life is another is another port from a classic uh, oh. PC game to uh, so to, good. A, to a, the, the PlayStation Two. Um, uh, I am somewhat of a fan of, of first person shooters. I wouldn't say that um, I wouldn't call myself a fan, but I'm I'm not against the games. Uh, Dark Cloud 
is a sort of like weird um, action adventure RPG with elements of uh, like Sim City <laughs> kind of built into it. Also uh, Zelda. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> Zelda yeah. meets The Sims. Very weird, uh, but I like it a lot. And, uh, and that's an early one. It, I, I think, shipped with the, the PlayStation at the same time. I think, and, yeah, I think it's, it's, if not, it's a very early in the games. Yeah. Life. And uh, my final one, I'm going to go with uh, The Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, it's such a good fucking game. So, uh, dude, I played that game so much. It's like The Simpsons meets Grand Theft Auto, and you get so much of the humor of the tv show not every simpsons game is good uh in fact some of them are atrocious most of them are uh good. but that uh, what's that most, most of them are of them not are good, good but yeah. this was really yeah that was what? Yeah, most simpsons nightmare game? is fucking amazing i'm not saying oh, that there's no, no. Wait, wait, I, I i'm not saying that there's not any good games i'm saying most there's a lot of simpsons game guys there's a lot of them there, it's like fucking spider-man I'm, games there's a thousand spider-man games yeah. but really you got two or three that are great and then the rest simpsons yeah. arcade game is fantastic Oh, it's yeah. That's Hidden Run is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bart's Nightmare is fantastic. Your Around the World one's kind of meh. I'm with Neri. I think most of the Simpsons games. How many more games are there? There's 22. Really? (laughs) Yes. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I I looked it up today. (laughs) You pulled that number out so fast. It's either fake or you did the research. Yeah. I I, I did the research. He's being very. He's being very like you know like that whole thing of. Pretend like you're supposed to be there, and people just oh, buy it. Right, like, that's how that 22 was said. <laughs> that's what my favorite part is that Jeff. My favorite part is that Jeff is holding out his hand like this one was good, this one was good, that one was good. What are we at three? How many are left? Oh, that's right, fucking 19 <laughs> left. 19 more? <laughs> I guess I lose. <laughs> I I'm out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that that get, that game's incredible though. The it, it's so funny. I mean, and it's fun as a video game yeah. itself. Even aside from the humor, it's just a it's fun. It's a good game. crazy taxi. Uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Twenty two. Let, let me That's fact so check funny. myself because I'm no. I just you know what? Don't. No, I'd rather no, you know no, what? Don't. 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 No, I don't even because I don't want you to come back and right. be like, yeah, but so, be, nah, it's twenty two. Yeah, it. well, it's it twenty two to me. Yeah, it's like I meant seven. That's it's twenty two <laughs> to me. Damn it! I'm, thro- I'm, I'm throwing out one more. Red Dead Revolver. Okay. Oh, good. I, okay. I don't have to mention that one then. Okay. All right, the right, uh, What do you got for honorable mentions? All right. So what I've got for honorable mentions are games that don't deserve to be on the mountain that I don't expect to be on anybody else's list, but games that I just love and that uh, I wanted to make sure got mentioned. So uh, 19 other Simpson games. (laughs) I can't near you a a title of a game and you might be the only other person. uh, So there's a game called we love Katamari, which is the sequel to Katamari Damacy. Um, it's just ridiculous fun. There, there's not a ton of story. Basically, the King of the Cosmos gets drunk, blows up everything, and sends this little prince out to roll stuff up until it's big enough to become new stars. It's a lot of fun to play. The, the music is entrancing. Um, we love Katamari. Uh, there's a beat-em-up called God Hand. Yeah. That, uh, if, if nobody's played God Hand, you yeah. literally just play a guy where all you do is get drunk and fight. Like, yep. that's the game. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and honestly, as a as a beat 'em up, it's one of the better ones. Like uh, it's uh, it's right, you know, it's it's the evolution of Fatal Fury and all of those things. Um, 
There is a game called, and they made a bunch of sequels to it, a game series called Fatal Frame. Yes. Uh, that I and love. Photograph ghost. It's a horror game where you actually kill and exercise ghosts by taking their photos. Yes. Uh, a lot of fun to play. Uh, a game called Tenchu Wrath of Heaven. Ooh, I love the Tenchu game. The, uh, the, the, where, the uh, yeah, where you're a ninja. Uh, fighting game called Bloody Roar 3. I, uh, I did not put any fighting games in my thing because there's not a lot of story to them, but Bloody Roar was a fighting game series where every character you picked had like an animal personality and there was a button you could hit to transform into that animal, change their moveset. Three was the first one on PlayStation 2 and it was really, really good. Um, I'm going to skip that one because I think it's going to be somebody's number one and I don't want to burst their bubble. A game called Okami that uh, was later ported to the Nintendo Wii. A beautifully cel-shaded game. uh, Tells an amazing story that's just... It's essentially a Japanese mythology book um, turned into a video game that's just gorgeous. Really fun to play. Uh, Almost made my list. And my last one's another very obscure horror game, but if you're into horror games, I think you might really enjoy it. It's called Clock Tower 3. And uh, you, there are no weapons. You're constantly, you, whenever you run into ghosts or scary things, you have to either evade them or hide from them. And the way that you defeat them is you have to find the person. Uh-oh. Oh, he froze. There so they the can move on. The you Wait, froze. Yeah. You have you... to find, you, after you said oh. you find the person, it froze. Okay, uh, you find the personal item that they're still looking for, the reason that they're still a ghost. You have to find that personal item and give it to them That's cool. um, to send them into the afterlife. But it's very, very scary. It incorporates what's called a panic meter. You feel the player's heartbeat in your controller. Uh, it's a very scary game it's called Clock Tower 3. Like I said, none of these deserve to be on a mountain, but they're all games that I absolutely loved on the PS2. Cool. Uh, I knew one of those um, games you mentioned. Uh yeah, that's it. I knew Ten Tenchu. <laughs> you, that's you the only Katamari, one. That's the only game that I. Remember. I guarantee Tenchu. you, you know Katamari Damacy. I guarantee you, you know that game. Okay, that's the one where you have to roll the giant ball and collect things. And like sometimes and it's real bigger. small, and you're rolling up like pocket change. And as it gets bigger, you can roll a bigger things. Sometimes it's really big, and you end up rolling up whole cities. Never, and never we love Katamari. No? The, and okay. and we love Katamari. The final one was you actually started off. Like middle size, but you eventually were like rolling up the great pyramids and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, uh, Jeff. All right. Is there anything that so Debona me, did not mention in his uh, twenty-seven yes, fucking a lot of honorable <laughs> mentions? And I don't care. I have a bunch too. Um, I'm not going to mention any ones that were previously mentioned. Talking about in the realm of eco games that are art more than games, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which I just oh awesome. The awesome. Okay, they had it for free. So that game, I never actually played. Stable. I never actually played that. <laughs> uh, well, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also have um, being a fan of first-person shooters, especially military ones, SOCOM 2, Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. Was, was the precursor to all these shooter games, multiplayer. One of the first games to have multiplayer battle royales. Um, I got to give props to that. Also in the same realm, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, oh, great one. Some four mentioned Tony Hawk, Pro Skater Underground. Uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Um, multi-platform. That's why I did it. That's the only reason yeah. I didn't mention it. I am a Splinter Cell fanatic. Um, love Splinter I Cell. was a nationally ranked Pandora Tomorrow and Chaos Theory player. <laughs> That's Were amazing. That's awesome. Awesome. Absolutely, I was. Um, do any of you guys read Penny Arcade by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, of course. Gabe, 
Gabe from Penny Arcade and I were a nationally ranked Chaos Theory um, uh, team. Wow, that's awesome. That's <laughs> fucking cool. I love Penny Arcade. <laughs> um, I have, okay, so and the only um, sports game I have is Fight Night 2004, uh, the boxing game. I actually really dug those boxing games that they came out with. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I was just going to say two more, Neri, because I know I said a lot. Um, fighting game wise, Soul Calibur, two. Oh and yes, love that game. Um, and then my last fighting game, I don't give a fuck. Def Jam Fight for New York. That Dude, game yeah, man. was the shit. I love <laughs> Def Jam Fight for New York. I wish they, I wish they would make a new one. Like I checked the PlayStation Store after I sent it to Neri today, yeah. and I was like, please tell me that you guys have it for purchase, and they don't. Somebody, some, somebody created a fan art one with a bunch of like, with a bunch of like two thousand rappers and stuff at like, with a bunch of people added in, and like, and one of the first time I saw it, like, immediately was like, oh my god, there's a new fight for New York coming out, but it was fake. Bro, I, I Def Jam fight for New York is just a fucking playing is mess, and like, just the rappers, the soundtrack was the fucking soundtrack. Great. Oh like, fuck, the, dude. Oh my god, that game was so much fun. I remember the subway one where you could throw them into the subway train. Like, bro, it, it, it was such a fun fucking fighting game. It was. It I was. It. it was very fun. But that, that's my 17 honorable mentions. Mm. Oh, put the metal black. My, um, <laughs> my honorable mentions, <laughs> I have uh, Need for Speed uh, Most Wanted. Uh, uh-huh. I have uh, that's a good one. Shadow of the Colossus. I have Bart versus Space Mutants. I have the Simpsons arcade game. I have Bart's House of Weirdness. <laughs> Bart Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly. Bart versus the World. Bart versus the Juggernauts. Bartman meets Radioactive Man. I haven't heard of Bart's of Nightmare. Krusty's Funhouse. Bart and the Beanstalk. Uh, Virtual Bart. Itchy and Scratchy and Miniature Golf Madness. The Itchy and Scratchy game. The Simpsons Cartoon Studio. Virtual Springfield. The Simpsons Bowling. Night of the Living Treehouse of Horror. The Simpsons Wrestling. Roll. Road Rage, The Simpsons Skateboarding, Road Rage again, Hit and Run, The Simpsons Game, Minutes to Meltdown, Itchy and Scratchy Land, uh, and then Tapped Out. That's it. That's uh, those yeah, are my I was honorable wondering mentions. if you were going to say Tapped Out on it. <laughs> yeah. Bart does Dallas. I literally went through the Wikipedia of all the games and go, no, I'm not missing a there's, fucking one. Oh, good, I'm not going to miss one. I thought you did that off of your head. Yeah. There's, there's, there's actually... <laughs> There's actually 27. Hidden Run is number 22. Yeah. That's why that number was stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Ah. So. Jesus Christ. So, I don't know. Those <laughs> are my honorable mentions just because, you know, whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. Um, what do we got for? Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. All right. Hey, cool. Uh, really quick. Um, I also need to add Dead to Rights, the game where you have a dog, you're a cop, and you have a dog that you can send uh, yeah. to get, attack people. All right. Bye. Go ahead. Number one. Oh, and Max Payne. Can we just add Max Payne? Okay, we'll add Max Payne. All right. Cool. But I played that on oh, PC. Right. I played that on PC. That was no, I, I played it on PS2. Yeah. Um, okay, so my number one is Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Honorable awesome. mention for me. That's the one I skipped because I knew that two Yeah. yeah. That's Thank also you. my number one as well. Uh, this is like I would is say Snake like, Eater. Snake, snake Eater. eater. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the greatest games of all time. Like not just PlayStation Two games, not just PlayStation. You know, as as a as a series of consoles, just 
video games of all time. This is right up there. This this is this is the James Bond game we never got. Yeah, yeah. Because the Absolutely. opening the opening of this game, the the the, the beauty of, of Metal Gear Solid Three is that you have two different essentially stories, main stories. Because you've got you play as Big Boss, which all you hear about in the first two Metal Gears is about Big Boss and how mm. bad he is and how you play as him now. You see how he loses his eye. You see all the things. But the opening of that, before you get to the fucking title screen, it's betrayal, his fucking, you know, his, his teacher, his partner, his confidant, is working with the Soviets, Cold War, in Russia, like, you know, and then, you know, the first part is him getting betrayed, doing this, and then the second part is him having to go find her and stop her and, and, and end what was happened in the first part. Right. Um, it, it's, it's, it takes the Metal Gear games to a next level because it puts everybody forcefully into hard mode. Because you don't get the fucking scr- the map, mini map that you got in the first two games that shows you where all the guards are, where everyone is. You are in the fucking jungle. You are on your fucking own. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's, well, also the <laughs> fact that it that. is in a in a jungle is very different from Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah. The, the two original Metal Gear games for the Nintendo were like that. But we're talking about two drastically different games. Oh, yeah. There's 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 no game that, that yeah. undertook such a drastic change. Yeah. And, and I will say that the original Metal Gear for Nintendo is, like, way ahead of its time, very advanced. Uh, you were talking about, you know, Hitman and changing costumes. Like, the first time I did that was in Metal Gear the original Metal Gear. Right. So, like, there's all these concepts that they used back then, but really the first time that you felt like you were in a jungle was there, which is very different from Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2, especially Metal Gear Solid 2, where the majority of the game takes place on, like, an ultra future tech uh, aircraft carrier. Boat, right? Yeah, like, the whole yeah. thing's on a ship. Uh, Sons of Liberty was too, right? Sons and of Liberty, yeah. yeah. This this game shows you how the Metal Gear was created. This is this is mm-hmm. the game that sets everything up. Like it, it even had when I talked about the James Bond thing, they had it had an opening title sequence that had a James Bond song essentially. Yeah. It was like Snake it up. like it literally <laughs> was like a fucking James Bond song. Um, one of the things I love about this game is you legitimately felt like you were a survivalist. Because your food would go rotten, like mm-hmm. you 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 actually had to use the right camo for the right situation. You had a monitor that showed you, oh, you're only forty percent hidden. Maybe change yeah. to this camo. Like you had to adjust to your environment. You know, it was it was very and it was with a first game because in the other Metal Gears, if you got found, you were dead. In this Pretty game, much. you actually had a fighting chance. You could and fight off the guy if. If you got found and you were wounded, you had to actually yes. heal yourself. First you, aid. It was first aid. It, it was first aid, and you had to actually use like some sort of like handheld X-ray system to figure out where the bullets were. You had to take out the bullets. You had to clean the wound. You had to dress the wound. It was it was taking everything that was great about <laughs> the, the the stealth factor of the first two. And like building upon it and saying, "Hey, so we're we're just going to take the realism and yeah. and and increase it." 
You're basically John Rambo in the shit. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, with the I, with more subtlety. Like I said, I had fewer exploding arrowheads. Yeah. Does he I rip somebody's heart out? Honor- and show it to him. Oh, then <laughs> then let's relax with that fucking. Let's relax with that fucking comparison, sir. Um, I had this one as an honorable mention, and actually, like, was pained in not putting it on my list. What the final decision for me for not putting it on my actual list was. I love Snake Eater, but I actually just, I had a roommate who played through Snake Eater and I attempted to play Snake Eater and I enjoyed it, but there were just parts of Snake Eater that were so frustrating to me that I I didn't enjoy playing it as much as some other things, but I, I, the, the story, the game, everything about it was incredible. The reason I ended up bumping it down to honorable mention was because it's one of very few games in my lifetime where I've had more fun just laying on the couch watching somebody play it. And that's how I got through Snake Eater. I had a roommate who was playing it on the TV in the living room. And, hey, like, we both get home. He'd be like, oh, you want to play Snake Eater? And I'm like, yeah. So he'd grab the controller. I'd grab a case of beer and we'd just go to town. <laughs> and I'd just sit there, just sit there and just, just hammer him. And I loved it. The, the story was The story was incredible. Yeah, actually finding out about Big Boss and stuff like that. I mean, I, I cannot. I, I knew that. I knew that at least one of you would have it. That's why I didn't say it. A yeah. honorable mention. Um, and finding out two of you did is great. I can't fault this pick with any part of me. I, I just, I just didn't make it. <laughs> the the other thing about this game, what I loved is one of the one of the. I, and and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, folks that have played the game. Um, one of the best characters or most loved characters in the game is Revolver Oscar. Revolver! And you see him completely different from the Revolver Ocelot you get in the other games because it's the young one guy. He's, he's, who has, triple, he's triple and like quadruple like backstabbing people the whole time. Right. And he he actually, until, you, until you find out he's, he's actually a good guy. He actually right. backstabs people 22 times. So there's that. <laughs> That's... Is, is Snake Eater the one with the really epic revolver ocelot like gun spinning sequence that lasts like two and a half minutes? Was that in Snake Eater? I'm trying. I don't know. That's, that's the first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Okay, that's the first that's, one. Yeah. That's because his introduction. That's right. Yeah. In the room. When you're in the room. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. That's yeah. The first yeah. No. Yeah, but mind. this Sorry. one, you get, you get the young revolver ocelot that he's still military, a tie, Soviet military attire. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he, he's very conceited in himself. He's very much, you know, like, like, and brash, and, and he's not the calculating revolver ocelot you get in the later game, in the, in the first game. Right. right. Um, I say later games because this is a prequel, but you know what I mean. Um, don't, don't ever try to figure out the Metal Gear Solid timeline. Oh, yeah. Your brain will ooze out of your ears. <laughs> and then, to me, one of the, the, the most fun fights is in this game, boss fights, and it's with the end, which is the old man sniper. Yeah. Who's in a wheelchair at the beginning of the game and becomes this amazing sniper? That the entire fight is literally three sections of four of of forest or of jungle, and you have to try to find him before he gets you. It, um, it took everything that was great about the sniper wolf fight in the first game and just amped it, and it was yeah. like, uh, yeah, so we're gonna make it impossible for you to fight him. <laughs> yeah. and, and now, and I had mentioned this at the very beginning of the episode when Debona had. Uh, mentioned about um, you know how if you could do a certain thing and it change you could end the game right away. Mm-hmm. So in Metal Gear Solid Three, there's actually a little Easter egg with the end. There's a part at the beginning 
where you're seeing him being pushed in the wheelchair and everybody's there. There's a barrel, and if you shoot the barrel, you kill him, and you never have to fight with the end. Oh. Like, you literally wipe him out at the beginning of the game <laughs> with an exploding barrel. Well, and Metal, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Solid games have always... I mean, well, it was Metal Gear Solid 1 for, the, for, for PlayStation 1, where during the final boss fight, it would read your memory card, and if you had any other Konami games on there, it would comment about the, the games you'd played. Yep. You would have to unplug your controller and plug it that into was, Force uh, 2. That was Psycho Mantis. Yes, yeah, that was against yeah. Psycho Mantis in the first one. So uh, the, the Metal Gear games have always been huge on that. I mean, they're Kojima games, right? Yeah, Hideo Kojima yeah. is a, a yeah. genius. Now, one thing, yeah. too, which I think you'll appreciate. <laughs> so Lassie. another funny thing is that there's a certain portion. I never tried this. But there's Hideo a certain part. Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus. Um, so, um, there's a point in the game where if you just leave the controller down, you walk away. And after seven minutes, if you walk away, the end dies of old age. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's literally this old man that in the beginning of the game is pushed in a wheelchair. But when you have the fight with him, he's this badass sniper that you can't fucking find anywhere and he's uh, just murdering you. Snake Eater, I believe, is also the one where um, if you play for like so many hours, like you get like a comm call and they like the, the game actually bitches at you for not taking a break. Oh, really? It's either Sons of Liberty or Snake Eater, but I think it's Snake Eater where if you play for an extended period of time, like a certain number of hours, you get a comm call and the game will actually like tell you that you need to go outside and pause it. That's funny. <laughs> but, and, and, and the thing is that the game is you're, you're not only fighting against the villains, you're fighting against the environment because crocodiles will get you. The snakes yeah. will get you. It's you're literally, literally eat snake the snake. because you're and you'll, literally, you'll, yeah. get, you'll get you'll get poisoned by the snakes. You'll get yep. poisoned by spiders. You'll get all these bites, and you've got to you know, going back to the survivalist stuff yeah. you were you were talking about. You you have to take care of it, and you have to take care of it right away because if you don't, your bones will heal incorrectly. Right, uh, you'll start to to suffer. Like your heart will shut down. It's uh, it, it's just so advanced. It's uh, it, it's. It's a video game that's not quite like a video game, and, and that's and that became the that was and it was the precedent. Like when you get to four and you get to Phantom Pain, I mean they're all obviously heavily heavily influenced by Snake Eater more so than Sons of Liberty. Right. I th I think for the better. Oh yeah, no, me, me too. I, like I, said, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed Sons of Liberty, but you know, um, it's it's low on the metal gear solid total yeah, like i said i i love the metal gear solid games but like when phantom pain came out my brother would just share play it and i would just sit there and watch him because yeah. i do enjoy them there's just something weird about the gameplay that never quite clicked with me but i do love the game they're very cinematic so i think it's one of the few video games that you can just sit back mm -hmm. and i mean yeah it's how many enjoy it there's so much cinem cinematics in, in Metal That's the only thing. Snake Eater has so many fucking cutscenes. Yeah. And they're long. And, and they're, they're long, long fucking cutscenes. Yeah, like, um, yeah, like if, you, if you were to play those now, like your controller would probably turn off from right, non-use right. some of those cutscenes. <laughs> I think there was like a 25-minute cutscene yeah. at one point in the game. There's one of the go which is the one that came out on um, PS3 or PS4? Like it was a big, uh, a big fucking who, uh, what to do about uh, in the Metal Gear franchise, and I forget which one it is that I bought. Is that Sons of uh, Liberty? No, that's 2001. I think that, no, I think that's Phantom no, Pain. 
Uh, Phantom Pain, could you could you evolve your horse to the point that a button made it shit? No, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> because it didn't that was horse. Phantom Pain. Maybe sna- <laughs> No. No. Phantom Pain was five. I'm Phantom trying, Pain was five. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to look at the I'm trying to look at the list and I can't for the fucking life of me, I can't. Four was PlayStation Three. Five was uh was PlayStation Four. Was it Guns of Patriots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guns of the Patriots. Uh, I that's like the first one that I played since the original Metal Gear. Like I played the original Metal Gear in NES, and uh, I was too young for that one, but I did like it. I did wa- like watching my brothers play. But then Metal Gear Solid Four was the first one that I picked up and played, and it was beautiful and it was stunning. And fuck if those cutscenes weren't so long. Holy shit! I just I got yeah. to the point where I was like, I got like I'm only 22, but I got shit to do, guys. Like there's, there's <laughs> like I still got I got fucking chores I gotta go do. Like this is bullshit. Like I, how am I supposed to watch this? And then the, the last when you when you beat the last the, the final boss, you it's like literally an hour and a half, two hour fucking cutscene. Oh, yeah, it's like watching a movie. Yeah, no, it's not like well, watching. It's literally watching a fucking movie. It's an hour and a half, two hours long. Just the final cutscene. Not all the cutscenes put together. The final cutscene is like an hour and a half. And I was like, Jesus, dude. And then you don't know how long it's going to be. So you sit there and you're like, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? You're like, it's just this whole thing. I just thought it was too long. Well, one, and, and you got to pee and you can't pause. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. One complaint about people have about uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 is that there's really like four points of ending. It's 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 like like the last Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. It's gonna end in like four different times. It's like, oh no, there's another boss. I don't oh, give by a the way, fuck no. Fuck about you. these trees. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right. So uh, me and Dave's number one. Yeah. All there right. you go. Debono, what do you got for number one, brother? So when I made this list, I was convinced that I was like, all right, I'm just going to stick with like one from like major companies. And so there were these two games that I was just, I was like, I got to pick one of these. I got to pick one of these. I got to pick one of these. And it was kicking my ass. Then I eventually realized that Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy are both square and they were both going to make my list. So that window was, that rule was obviously out the window. So not only do I have Eco at my number three, but at my number one, I've got Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. Um, I didn't know those two things were really Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus is literally made by a group called Team Eco because they got together just to make the game Eco. Um, Shadow of the Colossus took everything about Eco and ramped it up. Shadow of the Colossus, for for anybody who may be unfamiliar, recently got a PlayStation 4 remake that the, the HD on it is just absolutely gorgeous. I think you can get it for like 10 bucks on PlayStation 4. I highly recommend it. Oh, really? Okay. Shadow of the Colossus, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus is a game where there's no beginning. You literally are just watching a guy with a horse with what seems to be a body on it. He goes to this temple, puts it on a slab, and there is no English or or Japanese or any real language spoken in this game. He starts, uh, he basically prays for a way to bring this, uh, his girl back to life because she was sacrificed in like a village ritual. And some voice from the heavens is like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll bring her back to life, but what you've got to do is you've got to travel around the world and kill these colossi, which are these monstrosities made of essentially rock that live all over this map. Uh, It's called Colossin. 
No, it's Colossi. I know, I know. It's it's a oh, fucking. It's, 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 it's actually a, a joke by uh by Brian Regan when he talk about he he doesn't he never knows the oh. plural form of of anything. And he says boxing of boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the fact that the teacher in the Brona came out and he's like, "No, bitch, it's Colossi." Like, all right, take it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So F plus nearing this uh, this game. <laughs> there is no interaction with other people except for this voice from the heavens that's speaking um, a made-up language. There are no villages. There are no little things that you fight to level up. This is a game that consists solely of boss battles. You go, it tells, like, and you've got a sword that when the sun shines on it, it will direct you towards where the next Colossus is. You go, you find the Colossus, and every Colossus has got a sequence, uh, a sequence of sigils on them and this is where the puzzle aspect of the game comes in your goal every time you find a new colossus is you have to figure out how to get to that sigil on the colossus in order to stab it with your sword enough times that it dies then you go back and the voice from the heavens tells you about gives you a riddle about another one that you've got to go try to find and that's all you do you get on your horse you ride it you find this boss you beat it that sounds ridiculous and that does not sound like something that's worthy of being a number one i get that it is absolute beauty encompassed in game form if yeah. i were to do a list of all video games of all time there then shadow of the colossus might even make my it, it it would probably be my number four out of all time this game is gorgeous it's um it's heartbreaking at times. You don't really know anything about this guy, but you're constantly faced with this thing of why am I killing these things? They're not doing anything. It's not like they're monsters that are out destroying the world. You literally go to where these things live and piss them off just so you can kill them. There's one that's like halfway in the ground and asleep and you have to walk up and hit it and get it and piss it off and make it stand up just so you can kill it. There's a, there's a very interesting philosophical element to this of whether or not it's worth it to do this because you think that it might bring your loved one back to life. Because like I said, they're not monsters that are terrorizing anything. They're all in a very specific space, just fucking vibing, right? They're just living their yeah. life. They're not bothering anybody. Um, and so it's uh, it, this game. It just it tugs at your soul as a whole. Um, I mean, and it just it doesn't like every single time you kill one of these things. They there's this beautiful moment where this kind of darkness encompasses you, and the game makes you sit and think about what you just did before you get to carry on, and. Um, the story, as minimal as it is, is entrancing. Uh, Team Eco has released, as far as I know, three games. Two of them on the PlayStation 2, one of them on the PlayStation 4. It's called The Last Guardian. And all of them are exactly the same yeah. thing. Minimalistic, very emotional story. And Shadow of the Colossus, as far as I'm concerned, bang for your buck wise on the PlayStation 2, is this absolutely untouchable piece of art that, um, like I said, I've purchased twice. I've owned it. I owned it on my PlayStation two. I now have it on my PlayStation four. I just um, bought it. And I just ordered it on Amazon. 
Oh, dude, there's, there's one. I just got it for free last month with PlayStation. Yeah, 4. there's one additional thing on the PlayStation Four where hidden throughout the game, there's a bunch of these little spots that are just glowing yellow. They're hard as shit to find, and you find them and you pray at them like at the save points in the game. And there's actually an extra Colossus um, in the PlayStation Four version, uh, but it's it's just it's it's just gorgeous like i said like exactly like i said with eco if there is ever anybody in this world that wants to attempt the foolish debate with me that video games are not art then this game is all you need to shut that down um this this game is beautiful it the i I, this is uh, i've said on here before it's not an attempt to seem manly i'm just i'm not a crier i will always very willingly admit to you when something makes me cry i'm just not a crier it's not my thing the end of Shadow of the Colossus made me openly weep. Even when I finished it again recently on my PlayStation 4, I wept. And I, it's not like single tear rolling down my cheek thing, like I'm a mess and I need 30 minutes to recover from this. Like, it's just, it's just incredible. And I know a couple of you guys had an honorable mention, so I can only hope that you finished it and you got the full scope of how absolutely amazing this game is. Um, but Shadow of the Colossus, when it comes to PlayStation 2 games, is absolutely untouchable to me. It, I mean, you kind of said everything. Like, yeah. it, it, it's a, it's, it, it's art. It's not a video game. It's art. Yeah. Um, the place I, I got it. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet on the PlayStation Four, but I can just imagine what it, how it look, looks oh, on the PlayStation Four as incredible. compared to it looked beautiful on the PS Two. I can just imagine it, on a four K TV with PS Four. And know. it's not just a remaster. It's a ground up rebuild. Okay, so it's like a Final Fantasy VII, what they did with Final Fantasy VII. Right, but the gameplay is exactly the same. Right, okay. No, it's an amazing pick. I love yeah. that. I, I, it was an honorable mention for me. I fucking love that game. I, I've never played it, and I was super late to even finding out about this game. And the only reason, the first reason I heard about this game was from watching the Adam Sandler movie, Rain Over Me, or Rain On Me, something like that. Uh, super sad movie that he did with Don Cheeto. And like he's going through... Rain Over Me. Rain Over Me. And he's going through postpartum depression because his family was killed in 9-11 Towers. And he literally, all he does is play this fucking game. And then he gets Don Cheeto to get hooked on the game. And Don Cheeto comes in and he's like, hey, he's, oh, why don't you play? And Don Cheeto's like, fine. I'm, I mean, I don't have an addictive personality. So it's not gonna make it like, and he literally like they fat they cut to like three days later, and Don Cheeto all he's doing is fucking playing <laughs> this game, and I was like, what fucking game is that? Like, like, and I just kept you know. So now I kept hearing about it, but it was way after the PS2 had come out. It was already well, when PS3 was in its full swing, and uh, so I was way late to this game. I never played it, but uh, I just bought it. So you know, uh, be nice. Uh, hopefully, no pressure. Yeah, it, no, it's like I said, it's it's incredible. Like it's, and like I said, it's literally only boss fights. It's it's just get on your horse, go to the next boss fight. You got to try to find it. Then when you do, figure out how to kill that boss. Go back to the temple, and you just do that over and over again. And like I said, it doesn't seem like that's going to stack up, but it really, really does. And because every boss has to be fought uniquely, and and the environment's just beautiful. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. All right. So uh, that is uh, the bonus number one. Uh, uh, Jeff's number one was the same as David, which is Metal Gear Solid Snake Eyes. And my number one uh, is uh, God of War 2. So, which was which uh, my Jeff's number two. Number two. Uh, beautiful game. I This is another one where, just like Hitman franchise, 
I found out and played God of War 2 before ever knowing of God of War existed. So when I got into God of War 2, I was like, this game is amazing. Another rental. And I was like, I'm not giving this shit back until I fucking beat it. And I did. And it was fantastic. And then I was like, I'm going to play the original one. And it's funny because when you start playing the original one, you go, oh, that's how he gets the fucking hammer. Ah, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Oh, that's why he's white all over. God, fuck, that makes sense. All right, like it just all it's these not things. Vitamin D. Yeah, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not a lack of vitamin C. Uh, so I just thought all these things were were. It was. It was a. I thought it was a fun way to play the game. Inadvertently, obviously, it's like the way Jeff was watching Lethal Weapon movies recently. Like I just, I'm like, I'm gonna. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to happen, but. It it just happened and it, it, it turned out great same it's like all these all these uh all these battles that you hear about in part two you actually get to play through and be in part one and i thought they were fantastic I, the, the one in part one was great i thought it was a, a grand scale too part two just you know up that level and I, I thought it was a lot of fun people uh clown on it uh their criticism of it is that it's a bun smasher but my rebuttal to that is not everything works every single time and then uh you got to pick and then especially for part two where you pick different weapons and different weapons definitely make you like oh no you this boss you're not i mean if you want to go with the fucking blades you could do it but you're not it's going to be way harder uh just go yeah. with the fucking hammer uh and then you have all these different um strategies and then there are points where it's all fucking literally just puzzles where you just have to like in order to get across the river just to give a lack of a fucking better example uh you have to like turn this statue this way and then line up this fucking light with this this eye of a fucking whatever the, and like it's really fucking different at least for me it, it became really difficult at points where i was like what the fuck am i how am i doing like how do what do i gotta do here i'm running into a brick wall i don't know what the fuck to do and then when you finally it's like uh uncharted it's like uncharted before uncharted where you go oh that's there's some parts where it's just you know a lot of fighting but then it, it gets to a point where there are puzzles and you got to figure that shit out and i thought it was a fantastic so, blend so there was a few things that i put in the back of my head that the bonus said and that david said that i wanted to counteract when you i knew it was your number one um so and i know you shook your head the bono when he kind of said the, about the different weapons where you had mentioned about devil may cry having a little more you know ability to do different things i agree with you but in this game you could actually switch between the mech weapons in the middle of combos so it did add more of a finesse to it because you could flip around and they made it pretty seamlessly that you could flip around and just not be swinging the the, the blades of chaos or the blades of athena as they are in part two like non-stop like you could actually mix it up get the blade of olympus maybe get the hammer do you, you could do it. You're right that for the most part, it's that. But there is that little bit of mixing that you could do. Yeah. Um, Dave, when you were talking about the story, you're right that the, the story in part one, it, it, it's really compelling. He loses his wife and daughter, has their ashes on them, and is going after revenge. The thing that part two did, though, is that there's a point in the game where he could have gone back in time to save his wife and child mm -hmm. but he said but you you see at that point he doesn't care about his wife and child he will just enjoys revenge because he chooses to go back to stop zeus from killing him so he could kill zeus as opposed to using his time travel ability to go back in time to save his kids 
I disagree. I, I disagree with your analysis of or oh, in the internet. Oh, analysis. here it comes. By the way, this is like a, a common thing around on the internet when I was looking it up uh, before yeah. today. Yeah, there's Carol Baskis killed her husband and fucking uh, <laughs> and Kratos doesn't care about his wife and kid. This is our common knowledge. They don't know if they're fucking aware of that. I I never. I also don't think that she killed her husband. Excuse me? He just fucked off to Costa Rica, right? <laughs> got a couple million dollars. All you gotta do is put sardines on him. That's it. And then they he, get- <laughs> he got he got millions of dollars in a whore in Costa Rica. What's he care about Carol Baskin anymore for? <laughs> uh, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. I mean, if this is something that the uh, that the the game designers have, you know, come out and and said oh, no, explicitly, no, 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 no. And, I'm saying the internet. That's been a common. Com- kind of complaint that they're like, well, why didn't he just go back and save his wife and kids, which would have stopped this entire thing from starting. Okay, well, see, my analysis of it is the whole reason why he's going on this, you know, revenge in part two is because the gods tell him, uh, we will not take away your, um, like your guilt. We can't take away your nightmare we can't take away the memory of all of this. So even if he goes back in time to do that and he saves them, he's still going to be living with what he had done to them before he went back to save them. That's but not if going to save them. Doesn't that counteract his, because he's fixed what he's been living with. So if the one thing that's your demon is fixed, that's not your demon anymore. Cause you fixed your mistake. But he still will have, in his memories, killed them at one point. Even if they're still alive, he's still living with the memory of cutting down his wife and son. But then he's also living with the memory that he he, he had the opportunity to reverse what he did and that one failure that he had and fix it. To his and defense. He didn't choose it. To his defense, I don't think he did it because uh, he was. I thought I think he was gonna do it, but then he got uh, Barry Allen told him, "Listen, you fuck with this timeline, <laughs> and it's really gonna just throw everything off, and you never know how everything's gonna go back." And he kind of listened. Uh, no, I'm with you, man. I look, look. I think I just think it's a simple plot plot hole. I just think it's a simple like he 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 was so caught up with vengeance that he was like, "I'm gonna go back to kill Zeus." But I love the fact that he was a god, and then Zeus fucking betrayed him, killed him, sent him back mm-hmm. to the, sent him down to the underworld. World. He had to go fucking see. Uh, then he meets uh, the. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, he meets Perseus. Gaia? He meets which? Uh, yeah. Which? Which one is the one where you get into it with uh, Mercury and he makes you like race across the statue? Is that one or two? I think that's or Hermes one. Mercury. Oh, well, Hermes. No, because I know you because you deal because you deal with Icarus, Perseus. Um, I, I forgot the name of the. I, I, my, Dave, you might know this. The person, the one, the person that was known to kill the Minotaur. The, the oh, is it a Perseus? You meet him. Theseus. No. Theseus killed Theseus. the Minotaur. Yeah, you meet Theseus. Like I don't remember. Okay, he's in part part. So maybe two. it's maybe it it's one, one then where like you actually like you meet Hermes and like he starts like bouncing across these statues and there's actually this really cool like quick time event where you've got to hit buttons in a certain sequence as the statue falls to beat him across. Anyway, now, now the thing with this game favorites. is that it does add extra elements. Gameplay wise, you you start you're able to swing uh, on things which you couldn't do in part one. Mm-hmm. Um, you get extra executions um, from in the game in this one than that from the other in, from the other game. 
Um, you know, you get new magic abilities. You get the same one because in the first game, you you kill Medusa, you get her head. In this one, it was like her sister, I think, and you still cut cut her head off, and you still get the same power you had with Medusa. But they explain that no, you still don't have Medusa's head; it's somebody else. The opening scene of this game is fucking fantastic, and it's brilliant what the creators did because you're fully god powered at the beginning of this game. Yeah, you that have was all really the cool. abilities that you're going to eventually get in the game and they take it away from you because when the Colossus of Rhodes is brought to life by Zeus, you have to power the sword with all of your God power to be able to get it and wield it. So that's the, the way that they take it away from my, my favorite video game trope of all time is the, how are we going to make them start at square one, even though they're using a character (laughs) that they just maxed out in the last one. Right. Like the, 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 the links that they will go to, to be like, no, 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 you're the same guy who was able to kill Greek gods in the first one, but but you don't have all those powers anymore. And and one of the funniest scenes to me in in probably video games is takes place right after that part when, um, when you defeat the Colossus that he's like, he starts yelling at the gods and he's like, um, is this all you have? Like, well, he, I forgot what he exactly said. He said, and are you not entertained? Yelling, are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this why you are here? Are you not entertained? You just see behind him, <laughs> you just see behind him the Colossus's arm come up and it just smushes him. Yeah. Like, like comedically, it just, as he's acting all badass, cursing the gods, yelling at them, and you just see the hand just go, and it's like Looney Tunes style. Like he's pinned underneath him and crawls out. And he's like, fuck. One more God of War question. Was it two or three where you could have the threesome if you played your cards right? That was one. That, well, oh, that was the first no, one. No, that was okay. multiple. It was, you, do, you could do it in both. You could do it in multiple one. And then uh, one of them, you're fucking mm-hmm. Aphrodite. At one point, uh, I think that was part two that you fuck Aphrodite. That's part two, I think. Yeah. Was the threesome in, at the beginning of part one? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, after, and, after the whole ship thing where you're right. like, you know, fighting off the Kraken or whatever it was, um, you you get on another ship to take you to Athens. Okay. And then it, it's right there that you can do it. Yeah. There we go. But there's like I know I've been talking a lot about this game, and this is Neri's number one, and I oh, apologize. Hey, I love it. Um, so another thing you get in this game that you don't get in one is that you really do see how much Kratos cares about his fellow Spartans. Because you have that one lone Spartan that he genuinely, like you can genuinely see concern and care for that one Spartan. And later on in the game, spoiler alert, he ends up, stabbing him and killing him not knowing he's fighting him and he feels guilt and pain for having killed one of his fellow spartans so it shows you a side of of kratos that it's not this uh, like and i mean i say selfish in the sense of he has his one goal he has his one idea in mind he actually cares for somebody else you know and it's it and i mean the game visually is beautiful anything you see in the background eventually in the game you're going to go to it Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see these massive things in the back, and eventually you're going to end up going to that place and having some kind of involvement in it. I, I, I just think God of War, I love God of War 1, but I just think God of War 2 takes, I, I liked the story more in 2 just because it was a whole, like you said, it was, Dave, like you had mentioned, it was kind of like a, a lot of different characters as opposed to that one general story, but that one general event story is amazing. But I just love the, I, I'm, I'm fan service. 
So, oh my God, that's Perseus. Oh my God, that's so and so. Oh my God, that's so and so. Oh, that's I'm, cool. I'm you know? fan service. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna fucking yeah. lie to you. I'm fan service. You, you're like, oh shit, look, that's so and so. And then I love that everybody has their own fucking intentions of trying to find the fates. Yeah. Everybody's trying to find the fates, and everybody has their own reason. The fucking barbarian that killed him is he runs into him in this game, and he has his own reason. He's like, I want, I'm dead. And I want to do what I can to fucking get Kratos again. Like, I want to fuck with Kratos. I want to fuck with Kratos. Like, everybody has their own reasons to go after the fate in this one. So it's not just Kratos. You have all, you realize that all these people have the same goal that Kratos is of ultimately finding the fates and doing what you need to do with the fates um, to get what you want. And then the fate fights. You have the, the three different fates that you fight. Mm-hmm. That terrifying one with the nipples out. Like, it's, it's weird. Um, <laughs> I just I love the game. I mean, I just love Metal Gear Solid Three more, but it's my number two. I think God mm-hmm. of War is, is is a fun action. Game. It's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite game franchise of all time. Uh, I think every game gets better than the previous one, with the exception of like the, the, uh, with, oh, the yeah. except, with the exception of like the um, you know, there's like PlayStation Vita games or ones that were just you know what I mean. I'm talking about right. the but the main games, you know, God of mm-hmm. War One, God of War Two, God of War Three, uh, Ascension, and then um. And then got the new God of War on the PlayStation Four was a fucking masterpiece. If there's anything, yeah, like I said all of that, stunning. and I spoke of all of that, and and God of War for PlayStation Four is my favorite one. Yeah, like this isn't even my favorite game in the series. Yeah, no, absolutely like, not. I, and that, and I think that's a like, good sign. That's a that's a good sign where it's like it just gets better and better. I'm all for it, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's that. So our number ones were uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Snake Eater. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, Metal Gear Solid, Snake Eater, and God of War Two. So our final mountain. No, we're missing one. We're missing one. No, we're not. God final of, Fantasy. God of War Two. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, God of War Two. GTA Five City. Uh, Metal Gear. Uh, Snake Eater and Final Fantasy Ten. Yeah, yep. so we're not missing one. So we're miss, not missing one. I didn't say we were missing one. I said... Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I you literally, literally just said, just said we were missing one. The listeners will not hear that, so you guys are wrong. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> Let's about. Let's be real. You're not going to edit. So. Uh, so there goes that. The I listeners for, are probably going to be listening I legit forgot about Final Fantasy X, so I was like, oh, shit, that is true. Um, all right, Your so that's our final mountain. Uh, God of War <laughs> 2, GTA Vice City, uh, Metal Gear Snake Eater, and... Final Fantasy X. So that is our final mountain. That's good, fellas. I like it. I'm done. I'm, I'm not mad at yeah. it. Yeah. I think we got a little bit of everything in that mountain. Yeah, right? So. Like, yeah. yeah, a little. little we got really I good games, so and then we got Final Fantasy X. So I think we got a little Here bit of everything. The JRPG built and sustained the PlayStation 2. The JRPG is the reason the PlayStation 2 lasted as long as it did. Yeah. You're. You, you you can't argue that the AJRPG oh, deserves you. a point on this mount. Sure. Oh, engaged, uh, Bono. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Uh, also, like, uh, there's a lot of movies that <laughs> for its time, for its time. That's what you just gave me. You gave me a for its time. This was pivotal to no, the. No, I did it because Final Fantasy X holds up. They just remastered it. Yeah, that's what they had to do. They had to remaster it because they're like, this shit sucked. Let's master it again because this shit sucked. Didn't they remaster same, God of War? It's the same no. goddamn game. And they also remastered God of War and the Uncharted. So you're going to claim yeah. they weren't incredible? Uncharted's all right. 
It's all right. Oh, fuck oh, you. I don't even believe that. I fucking love I love Uncharted. I don't even I was like, even even when I said it, I was like, oh look, I know I'm joking, but fuck, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I apologize to myself. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I've been drinking. By the way, un- Uncharted Four is free this month with PlayStation Plus. And the first three were free a couple months ago. So I got those two. I've had them on I've had them on disc. I've had I've bought I've yeah. each of the last one I didn't get though. The one with his daughter, right? Is that the one? Yeah. I didn't yeah, that's, that's, the one that's, that's, that's the one that's free now. I I never I never played that's the one I didn't play. That's the one I haven't played. So yet. good. Yeah, but so I'm good. but I'm not I gonna bought get... it, but then I, I traded it in after I beat it like three times, and then now I have it again. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you check out the other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network. That includes uh, What You Got, which is uh, the, uh, Daniel DeBona's other podcast. Uh, it's a YouTube series uh, that can be found on either YouTube or by going to geekbro.net. Check out the other podcast that uh, Jeff is on, which is, includes The Layer, uh, and uh, the What's Up Bro, uh, uh, affectionately called Woo Bro. And check out the other ones, such as Better Let Me Tell You, Comedy Fitness, Childlike at best uh, with Mike Valdez. So make sure you guys check that out at geekbro.net. All fantastic podcasts. We got you covered, man. Thank you guys. That's how lists are made.